Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on June 12th, 2020. In honor of the 2020 MLB draft, which started two days ago by the time this is released, we're going to be redrafting a recent draft in recent history, Ty, the 2009 MLB draft, the draft that spawned well, arguably I, well, it just, it had some good players. It had some good players. All right. I don't want to spoil who goes 1-1. <laughs> I think we'll probably end up spoiling it when we talk about the draft before we get into the redraft because I do want to touch on some <laughs> things in the draft itself. We'll get to it. And then also, Ty, some big news today, the day we were recording this, uh, the PS5 has been revealed slash announced slash whatever they called it. And uh, we'll just talk about that a little bit. I don't know if there's much to talk about, but... Yeah, we'll discuss. Let's do it. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! All right, Jason. Last week on the pod... We were discussing Suicide Squad. Yeah. And you brought up um, a song that was terrible and overplayed. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking, man. Do you remember all the stupid, like, internet stuff? Like, I don't know, however many years ago, where everyone just shit on Nickelback? Yeah. Where it'd be like, it would be like a, like a meme, and, like, a mom's putting her son's clothes away, and she finds, like, a Nickelback <laughs> album in his sock thing, and, like, goes to the husband, she's like, I think our son's gay. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I like Nickelback. Um, you know, it's funny that you brought this up because Riley just said that a few weeks ago. I don't. I don't 
we were listening to a playlist and Nickelback song came on. She's like, I don't know why Nickelback gets so much hate. <laughs> I enjoy, I, I'll say it. I, mean, I like Nickelback. I don't. I think I I probably like their music. I don't know. I can't get. I could. The only song I could tell you is a photograph. They got Rockstar. Oh yeah, I think that's the one that came on in the playlist. They got a couple of good songs, man. That song, it's, it's all right. Here's Nickel the thing. Bot, Nickelback top songs. I think if there's a band who deserved the Nickelback treatment, in a reality very similar to ours but better, there's no racism, everyone's friendly to each other, and Fall Out Boy was the band being bullied. <laughs> I feel like they just have, like, it, but from what you're saying, all of their songs are just annoying overplayed songs. Yeah. I was just, I was just, they should have been bullied. I think Nickelback. the song Gotta Be Somebody, I think I like that song. Is that the one that goes, you know you gotta be somebody. (laughs) I don't know. Someone like you. Maybe. If that's that song, then I like that song. But the lyrics don't look like that's not that song. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I didn't really ever listen to Nickelback, but I don't know. I don't hate him. I was bored at work today, and I was just thinking that. And you made me think of what you said the other day about overplayed like music. That's just Fall Out Boy. That's how they made all of their money. It's just very mediocre songs that just get overplayed. They're somewhat catchy. I don't really know any Fall Out Boy songs. I looked up Fall Out Boy top songs, and I genuinely don't know any of these. I'm sure I'd know if I heard them, but... Yeah, they're just, they're just filler songs on the radio. Yeah, I don't... Wait, is this even Fall Out Boy? No, yeah, it's Fall Out Boy. What's Fall Out Boy's like, most iconic song? Um, I don't know. They have some good older stuff. I will say that. Well, they just probably make music for the radio. You know, oh, you know who, I know you're not going to like this take, but you know who I kind of get that vibe with? Overplayed on the radio, don't really like their music that much. Who? <laughs> Rune 5. Oh, no, I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. I thought you were an Adam Levine guy. No, I like I like some of their old stuff. All their new stuff sucks dick. <laughs> yeah, Rune 5. Like yeah, I'm Payphone. Oh, yeah. Moves like Jagger. What was that? Who who made a jukebox hero or whatever that song was called? Uh, Travi Travi McCoy. No, is that what it was called? There was that one song that was super overplayed. It was something about a jukebox. Oh oh, is it is it Stereo Love? It no, might that's be not it. Stereo Hearts, Gym Class Heroes, and yes. Adam Levine. Yes, that's why I thought of it because Adam Levine was in it. That song, yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't, I can't sing it right now because I, I don't know. But My uh, dude, heart's a stereo. yes, it beats for you. So listen close. Something like that. I, dude, I hate that song. <laughs> I went to a uh, Laughlin this past week. Ty, heard you make it. Yes, I did. So I heard uh, you wanted in three states. <laughs> so I know, I know, you know, not the best social distancing thing to go play blackjack. Um, a little irresponsible on my part, but you know what? I just wanted to have some fun. Uh, we went out to Laughlin. My parents have a trailer out. It's in technically in Arizona, but it's like 15 minutes from downtown Laughlin. And we stayed in Laughlin and I played blackjack for two nights, brought a hundred dollars from our, like, we just have like this money put away that was supposed to be for a trip that we're just saving for a raining day. Just pulled a hundred bucks out of that. Knew I wasn't going to lose it. So I just pulled it out. Won a hundred dollars the first night, $150 the second night, Ty. Beautiful. I, I felt, I felt good, dude. I was... I was winning. I was making a killing, bro. You're just raking in the cash. And like that was without your boy Jim in Vegas. Yeah, and the first night I played with two cool guys. They were winning too. We were all killing it. Like we were just killing the fucking table. Dealers just having a bad day. 
yeah, this one guy, and our dealer was cool too, but this one guy won 200 bucks off a side bet. Oh, shit. Got an ace, jack, spades, blackjack. So he won 200 bucks off of that. And we were just killing the table. Second night, played with this old guy who was kind of weird. He was like cool. That's okay. And then I played with this like Asian guy who just was losing money, Ty. All the hands I were I was winning, like his money was going to me, but he was betting like $50, $100 per hand. I was betting $10. <laughs> so the, the, the house was making money, but like his money was going to me. I was taking like a 10% cut of his bets. <laughs> uh, was everyone calling you Scooter while you were there? <laughs> no one was calling me Scooter, but Damn it. this Asian guy, dude. So I sit down and he comes back from the ATM with like 500 bucks, just lays it on the table. And like I could tell right away this guy like doesn't know what he's doing with his money because like or like he likes showboating that he bets a lot of money because he's like, man, I was up eight G's last night. <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. No, you weren't. You were not up eight G's playing $10 blackjack, dude. And he's just betting. And like he was playing right, but he just kept losing and losing and like losing just backdoor 21s or 20s. Like I would get a 21 and the dealer get a 20 and he would lose. Like it was just bad. I felt bad for him. He just kept throwing money and going to the ATM and throwing money. And then he was like, I'm done. And he walks away. <laughs> And then doesn't even get like five steps from the table, then turns around, throws a $100 bill on the table, and just tells the <laughs> dealer to put it all in like the, the spot where you bet. Like doesn't even hand him the chips. He's like, just put it right there. And then loses. Oh, my God. It was He was sounds, throwing money sounds away. Sounds like gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a gambling addiction. <laughs> and then the old guy was like cool with me, but then we had like a, a break dealer who came in and covered the regular dealer's break. And I think he had like a crush on her. He was like... This guy was 65 and it was his birthday. I know this because he was like flirting with the dealer. <laughs> but so that break dealer was my dealer from the night before. So she was kind of being like friendly with me. And she's old too. And she comes back from because right when I sit down is when she's leaving her first break that she covered. She got my cash and then she left. I didn't even play a hand with her. And then when she came back, she was like, oh, yeah, like you two are the only ones left. Like what happened to the third guy or something? And I, I said something. I, I said, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good or something. I don't even know what I said. And the guy was like, she was talking to me. And I was like, whoa, dude, like, <laughs> sorry. And I was like, why is this guy being a dick all of a sudden? Oh and then he starts flirting with her. He was like, because she said something because she was wearing a face mask. And she's like, oh, yeah, this face mask, you know, it makes me hot. I can't breathe. And he's like, it makes me hot, too. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? What a fucking weirdo. And then he's, that's when he was saying it was his birthday and stuff. And it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, also went to Laughlin or the, the river. So I go out, we, we left Monday night, stayed all day Tuesday, then left, came back Wednesday morning, just a short trip. just had, Riley had some days off and I had some time, but the, the Tuesday we went out on the boat to like a little cove, right? We went fishing, right? Okay. You know, our hit, our past with fishing, spent all day fishing, didn't catch a thing, got a, literally the entire fishing pole stuck in a tree. Yep. <laughs> I kid you not, Ty. We hike over to our little area where we were fishing, like just hike around like, I don't know, 50 feet just to get more in the water because I didn't feel like walking through the water. And first reel, barely throw it. I get like 10 feet in the water. Like I fuck up, barely throw it, right? As soon as it lands, I see a fish right next to it, like Animal Crossings, <laughs> right? I was like, oh shit, look. And then like right when I say that, the fish latches onto my shit, bro. And, like, I kid you not, my line's in the water for five seconds. And fucking I reel it in and shit. And the hook's all stuck in the fish's mouth. And my dad panics. And he goes back to, like, the cove or whatever to get his pliers to get the hook out. So he's like, just throw the fish back in the water. We don't want it to die. And it was just swimming around on my line in the water. And then he pulled the hook out. And I took a picture with it. I didn't want to hold it, actually. I kind of freaked out. I felt bad for the fish. So my dad (laughs) held it and took a picture of me. Only fish caught the entire day. 
This was five seconds well, in. Tim Tim Hawkins caught like a little tiny blue gale. That was it. But I, yeah, I got like a, a bass. It wasn't huge. It was just like a normal size fish. It's good shit. But yeah, literally like five seconds fucked up throw. It just happened to hit my line. I think you're ready for Alaska. I think so, man. And the rest of it was boring as hell. I, I got my expectations high. I was like, man, there must be a lot of fish in this lake. <laughs> like I'm feeling good today. <laughs> it, was fucking, it was boring after that. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like fishing. Yeah, I'm not a big fishing guy, but it was fun. My dad was pissed. Uh, that's his new pole that he has not caught a fish on yet. That is the first fish that has been caught on that pole. And it was by you. And my dad, he goes there every you know two, three weeks or whatever, at least for like the weekend. Hasn't caught a fish since last summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it in five seconds. It's unfortunate. I think it's an alpha move. <laughs> I think so, Ty. That's tough. So I was happy about that. Had had a good time. It was nice getting out of the apartment and like refreshing. It was very peaceful there. Yeah, I bet. Was there a bunch of people or no? Not really. Um, it's cool though. They have the little trailer park area, and then there's like RV campers and stuff, and like you know, they have the lake. The lake's big, and it's just like I don't know. It's just like a little like secluded little area. It was cool, cool little area to refresh, and then go play blackjack and win some money. Those good wins. Oh, I had a hotel fiasco. I got to tell you about that before we hop into our actual talking points. I need to hear it. If you ever go to Laughlin, have you ever been to Laughlin? Once when I was very young. This was my first time. Okay. Do not stay at the Aquarius Hotel and Casino. Done. Never going to do it. Listeners within the lines, do not stay at the Aquarius. Go leave a bad review at the Aquarius on Yelp. We are an anti-Aquarius podcast. So I book there, right? It's cheap still. It's like 30 bucks a night, but it was more than the other ones. The other ones were like 15, 20. Because, you know, they're not getting great business. It was the weekday, whatever. But I booked there because it looks nice. Granted, me and Riley show up, but they pre-charge me and everything. It's not even like free cancellations. They pre-charge me. <laughs> we do show up late. It's like 11 o'clock. Check-in time ends at like 1 a.m. So we weren't like super late, but it was a little late. We go to check-in. They overbooked the rooms, right? So we can't stay there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I was like, whatever. It's COVID-19. You know, they might have – whatever – they didn't expect because, you know, they're not booking every single room. You know, they're spreading it out. Only mm-hmm. a certain percentage of capacity. And then they're like, go over to our friends at the Riverside, which was the hotel right next door. And it's like, and go. They have openings. They know you're coming. Go check in. We're going to cover your bill and you'll get a refund. So I was like, OK, cool. Like, we'll get free hotel stay or whatever. We go over to the Riverside and we don't get our bill covered. And the people at the Riverside <laughs> are like, we're not even affiliated with this hotel yeah, I talked to their manager and I told them they were openings, but he did not tell us because it was like we had to wait like 30 minutes to check in because there was like 15 other people that had to go through the same thing. Um, <laughs> so they're like, we were, they're like, we didn't know we had this many people come in and they were telling me they're like, yeah, you know, like we have to charge you like they're not if they were like our sister hotel or they came down with you and like explain the situation, you know, we could charge them up front or do whatever. But like we can't just give you a free hotel room like, you know, so they ended up charging me. And I don't really blame the Riverside, you know, but I had to pay like 60 bucks a night because it was like a last minute booking, which sucked. And then I, so we book, right? Riley goes up to the room. I go down to play blackjack. Blackjack tables are full. So I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna walk back to the Aquarius and tell them what the Riverside told me, how like, you know, like what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. And I walk back and I talk to the same lady and she's like, oh, they shouldn't have charged you for the room. They should have only charged you the security deposit. And I was like, what the, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, since it was an inconvenience to you guys, they shouldn't be charging you. They should just charge the the you know the hundred dollar security deposit and then we'll get them the money later i'm like what the what like you expect them just not to charge people 
<laughs> like it's not even like part of the same company. Like what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, and I can't get a refund through the Aquarius. I have to call Expedia. So I call Expedia and ask for a refund. And the lady's like, okay, I'm going to call the Aquarius and call you back and let you know. Never got a call back from Expedia. So I'm assuming the Aquarius people just fucking gave them the whole runaround. And so originally the Riverside only booked us for the, that one night because they were like, we don't know if the Aquarius is going to tell you guys just to go back tomorrow and we don't want to book you two nights and, you know, whatever, not be able to refund you, whatever. I ended up just booking a second night at the Riverside because I said, fuck the Aquarius. Fuck yeah. But when I went and talked to that lady, I was like, oh, so are you guys going to have openings like tomorrow? Like, should we come back? Because we only got one night booked at the Riverside. She's like, oh, well, we won't know what's available until everyone's checked out and the rooms are clean. So you'd have to come back at like five. I was like, you won't know till everyone's checked out. Like, it doesn't say on your fucking computer how many people are checking out tomorrow. <laughs> and I don't say all this because I'm nice and I don't like confrontation but yeah it was a joke dude i was pissed that's fucking so i got charged for that hotel and then got charged for the riverside and i'm supposed to be getting a refund for the aquarius and supposedly my my fee covered for the riverside i don't know no one's i've tried calling the aquarius again and no one's reached back to me and just terrible terrible situation i'm pissed off fuck them never stay at the aquarius never it's not gonna happen (laughs) i'll bum it on their front porch make them look like a like a terrible establishment (laughs) before i book a room there let's go as homeless people and put the aquarius made me lose my home (laughs) (laughs) that's funny shit but yeah just wanted to give that psa out to everyone i'm glad you had a nice little getaway though besides the uh piece of shit aquarius yeah and all this is happening at 11 o'clock at night by the way so were you playing blackjack at the aquarius oh hell no at the riverside oh well, I was hoping you were taking their money. <laughs> no, I was taking the Riverside's money. That's fine, as long as you're taking somebody's money. But yeah. It's good shit, Jay. Um, today, though, PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation had like a, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you call it, like a reveal. They showed some some exclusives. Mm-hmm. Some Spider-Man shit. Yeah. That was all I saw. So the Spider-Man, as you explained to me before the podcast, is an extension of the first Spider-Man game, like a uh, extended DLC. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's the full Spider-Man two, mm-hmm. but it's because Miles Morales is in the first one, but not a Spider-Man yet. He gets his powers very end of the game. Okay. This one is your Miles Morales. Well, that's cool. So seems like it'll be bitching. So many great fucking developers make great games. Hopefully they don't charge like a full game price. I'm hoping not because it definitely, you can tell, is not going to be a full game. Yeah. It's going to be a, here's a little tease, especially because it releases this holiday season. Yeah. Six months. There's no, like nothing leading up to it. Yeah. So it's like, there's no way it's going to be a full game. Um, Looks fun though. Well, it's a smart move by them to uh, publish, you know, not publish, uh, make something that's new on the new console. That's going to be great for all ages. You know, we have us talking about it, but then kids are going to like it because Spider-Man. Yep. But it's probably not a full game, so they didn't probably put that many resources into it, and it's going to be like a total Christmas present, you know, and then that just kickstarts them to, for making the new the new game on PS5. Because I guarantee they probably either planned for this to happen or this was going to be a DLC on the PS4, and then they were like, wait, it makes more sense just to do it on the PS5. Yeah, as a launch title. So. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, they did the 2K21, like, just trailer of Zion. And with, with our boy. He looked very realistic, which, like, it makes you think, like, how much better, how much more realistic can this stuff get? I don't know in terms of graphics how much they can do. Um, they could definitely do things with, like, um, immersiveness, especially with things such as the crowd. Yeah. And just, they could probably make advances in, like, commentating. 
somehow. I don't know how they would do that. That's not really processing power so much as it just, I don't know, making it more seamless. But Them taking the time to fucking have stuff. Like, you know, there's um, more recording. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a future technology, and I don't know how long this happens, but where they you record, you know, Matt Vaskersian saying so many things, all his haptics, you know, like the whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a, a bot that literally like simulates like they have their pre-recorded lines but then they, you know they have like ways where the bot like makes vashkirjan say things and it actually sounds natural that's I mean, going to happen in the next 25 years 10 <laughs> i don't think that's going to be that hard i think you can have him record certain things and it'll get his mannerisms and how he says it and then they're just going to be able to produce shit yeah it's going to be like super fucking easy yeah they're just going to plug it in and it's going to be the fucking ai sitting there watching yeah. you play 2k yeah duncan with zion <laughs> until he gets injured in four years one of our laptops is very loud it's probably mine oh yeah that's yours she's sweating that's all right <laughs> um but like what's new about the ps5 tie because i honestly don't know so the thing with it is how much it can process okay and how much shit can be displayed and be going on on the screen at one time okay so it's not necessarily the graphics but it's like if you're in the wilderness Instead of having, you know, this tree be one item, they can have every fucking piece of bark be one item on the tree. Wow. Because it's it's something absurd. I'm trying to find it. I wonder what the jump is. It's, like, ridiculous. PS5 specs. Um, They got, let's see. This is on Tech Radar. And then, of course, like, load times and everything are, they've already showed, like, uh, previews of that, like, comparing them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like non non-existent. It just instantly fucking loads everything. So the other new games that they announced today, or at least have announced so far, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, never play that game, Demon Soul remake, Resident Evil Eight, and whatever else they announce. Um, so it's they're called teraflops. I want to say something like that. That is like basically how many things they can have on the screen, mm-hmm. like different items and shit. The original PS4 had 1.8. This PS5 has 10.3. Um, the Pro so was it's 4. Like so it's eight like 8 times two, as powerful or 8 times as two whatever. and a half times as powerful as the PS4 Pro. Wow. Um, and it's supposed to have like a super fast uh, solid state drive. So it can just it's basically just what they can do now as game developers and how much they can add to shit that they couldn't before. Yeah. So instead of in 2K, you know, the crowd, you can tell fucking like... The know, crowd in sports games has been like the one It's fucking, always terrible. Yeah. It just repeats. You see the same person in the crowd a hundred fucking times. Yeah. This, now they can program each individual thing to be fucking different. That's crazy. Do game developers take the time to program like 20,000 different... I mean... I mean, they probably... You could probably get away with like 10,000 and people aren't going to notice, you know, if you just spread them out. Um, I don't even think you need that much. Like, yeah. if you have them doing different things, but then have them, like, on different rotations. Yeah. So, like, they do the same thing, but at different times even a little bit. You can make it look very realistic. That's crazy. But that's basically what it is. It's they can have more shit going on at one time that you see and that they can program. So, with that being said, are you going to buy it when it comes out? Probably not yet. Which is, uh, what, December? I just, I don't see any... Besides that Spider-Man game, all the reveals and stuff, I didn't 
I don't know. I guess they like started off with like the Rockstar logo, and everyone thought it was GTA. 6. Oh, I heard about that, but it's just they're making GTA Five for it, right? Yeah. So it's now been on bullshit. three three consoles. That's bullshit, dude. Why would they fucking do that? I don't understand. I I guess the oh, it's still surviving onto the next console. Like it was released on PS3, and here it is on PS5 still. How many people are gonna buy it though for yeah, PS5? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's not like they're doing all the extra shit to where it'll be worth it. It's not going to look like it's a PS5 game. Yeah. It'll look nice. It'll probably run a little better. Yeah. But I, Those loading times. <laughs> yeah. Loading times are brutal. Um, P- or GTA 6, dude. That's the if they So if they came out today and were like, GTA 6 is only coming out on the PS5. I'd be in line to buy the PS5 right away. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be I'd, like when <laughs> Nike release or Jordan releases new shoes and you're online, like trying to get them. That'd be me for it. Take a loan out if I had to. <laughs> I, and I still don't know what they're going to do with GTA six and how they make it. Better. Well, I know they, they announced what a few months ago, a few weeks ago that they just started it. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, it was in development. They haven't even. Yeah. Well, they can make, they can make it better. There's, just imagine how big the GTA 5 map was compared to the other maps. And I know you played Red Dead, and I guess the Red Dead map was huge. It's fucking massive. Now, on a new console? On a new console, yes. But the thing with the Red Dead map is it was fucking huge, but a lot of it was wilderness. It wasn't shit going on. It wasn't... Well, now they have a new console, though, that can handle more stuff, so according I, to our tech expert, Tyler. I would be interested to see what they do. An entire United States GTA. Like the crew, where it's like a condensed United States. Like different, you know, not actual size, but you have L.A., you have fucking Salt Lake City, Seattle. That'd be crazy. That'd be bitching. Uh, weird how Salt Lake City was the I was just thinking big, city. I was thinking just big states. <laughs> I, remember that was, I remember that was a big one on the crew. You said the crew. <laughs> I remember I liked racing up there with the Mormons. What could they? Okay, Idaho, so. Utah. I don't know if they would do it in the entire United States, just because I feel like something they value is cohesiveness, and that might not feel as cohesive like a map but what's like a big like not even city at this point it have to be like an area like all of hawaii Ooh, a hawaiian gta that would suck Why? i think they could literally do all of hawaii and there's there's one city that's true you've been to hawaii i haven't yeah and the big island the biggest city is like fucking rancho like it's i think it's, l- it's smaller than Rancho. well i've never been to hawaii okay tyler sorry i just not everyone's been to hawaii i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know if they do like Europe, which I know Forza something did. I know because uh, they they started in London, like GTA One was in London. I think they started like as a European. Okay. So people think London. Let's see this article by thegamer.com in December of 2019, ranking the 10 cities that GTA Six could take place in. Ty, number 10, London. Okay, love it. Number nine, <laughs> the world. <laughs> what a city. <laughs> It's actually just Epcot in uh, Florida. <laughs> of course. Obviously, you can't make a video game map the size of the whole world, but chance our rock star find a way to make it feel like the entire world. This might mean some countries and cities are left forgotten, and the world looks a lot smaller than what we're actually familiar with. Tokyo. That'd be crazy. That'd be cool. But even then, like, how many other big towns and shit are there? Yeah. It's where it'll feel bigger. But they can make like a city because obviously the L.A. GTA isn't all of L.A. It's just like specific highlights. If you yeah. do all of Tokyo, I'm sure that map would be much bigger. You know yeah. what I mean? Seven is Columbia. Talking about the drugs. I mean, sure, but I kind of like cities. Yeah. Chicago. That's just another city. Number five, the United States of America. That was our idea. I mean, how old was the crew? Let me look this up while you read. Number four, Los Santos. I'd be so pissed. Honestly, 
I don't care if they made the map bigger. If it was Los Santos again. Now, if Los Santos... I just had a genius idea. If Los Santos was part of it, like they a bigger do... scheme, I think we just had the same idea at the same time. <laughs> All of the previous GTA yeah. cities. And make them bigger because I'm looking at Liberty City right now, GTA 4, and like it looks tiny compared to how big you know Manhattan actually is. Like They could do it. Make yeah, Los Santos a little bit bigger, this a little bit bigger, Vice City, um, San Andreas. I think San Andreas is pretty much just Los Santos. Las Vegas, that would be sick. Be fucking awesome. Oh, I guess it appeared in GTA San Andreas back in two thousand four. Vegas, if they were just gonna do one city and they just wanted to add it but Vegas is kind of a small town though, it's literally just a strip. But that would be awesome to have Vegas in it. God, that would be so dope. The crew came out in twenty fourteen and they had the ability to do that. Yeah. They can make this fucking happen. I just very underrated racing game. I just don't know how much they value. Because wasn't, was there a lot of the crew where you were just driving in like forest and there was nothing around? Like when you went from city to city? Yeah. I mean, you could tell it wasn't as much, but I mean, it was a huge map. Yeah. Like it took hours to drive from one end to the other. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. They're going to do something cool and it's going to make me freaking geek out. Combine all of them, though. That'd be dope. My thing is, I don't know what they do in terms of, like, what you can do on the map that is going to be so much better than what you can already do on the map. You know what I mean? Like, in-game, what additions they make in-game besides a new map. Does it matter, though? (laughs) I mean, I think if they want those longevity. Yeah. I think if they want that, they're going to have to do something different because they already have... They're always adding cars online. Yeah. They always are having, like, heist missions and shit. They have, like, future fucking flying cars. And, <laughs> like, what could they add? What element could they add to make it stand apart? Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Like, maybe it's just they start basic like GTA Five, and they add a bunch of stuff throughout That's what it. I hope. I don't want flying cars with fucking launched. I don't think they will. There's a YouTube video, GTA Six map found in Grand Theft Auto Five. GTA 6 location. <laughs> I just want to read the comments because I don't feel like watching this video. He's got 1.1K. Yeah, imagine Rockstar making a 400 plus gigabyte game with every GTA location. Okay, they're just mocking our idea we just had. I think it's a great idea. It's a fucking new console. Can do it. I wonder how big the games are going to be on this new console. Dude, did you hear about the fucking Call of Duty update today? 84 gigs or something like that? 84 gigabyte for an update. That's more than any of my other games. That's what I'm saying. I wonder how big these games on PS6 are going to be. Fucking huge. Is it going to theoretically have faster... Did I say PS6? Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Um, Is it going to have, like, faster download? Um, I mean, it'll probably have the hardware to do it, but you still are limited by your router. So, like, that's going to have to improve. That sucks. Every game's going to be, like, 150 gigs. How big are these consoles? You're going to be able to have like three fucking PS5 games on your console and have to buy a fucking hard drive? Um, PS5 gigabytes. No way. PS5 storage. What? I mean... It's... 825 gigabytes? Yeah, not even a terabyte. <laughs> Maybe the games won't be as big as we think. Hopefully. Watch Dogs Legion. There's a new Watch Dogs. Coming from someone who's never played a Watch Dogs game. I don't know why I just got so excited. <laughs> oh, it also says that uh, it's going to be able to do 8K resolution, Jay. Oh, my God. This How much better is my... that? 
I don't I don't know. I I I don't even think I've ever seen 4K honestly. But that's why I'm like 4K like it looks good, but like unless I'm paying attention, whatever. Well, it's it's a uh you only have you're only working with so much like space. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. can you I just don't get it. Like what do our eyes see at? Cuz eventually you're just going to be doing too much to where I'm how like how many k's are my eyes? <laughs> According to scientist and photographer Dodger Roger, Dodger Roger, Doctor Roger Clark, the resolution of the human eye is 576 megapixels. That's huge when you compare it to the 12 megapixels of an iPhone 7 camera. Ah shit. Okay, so we got some room to go. Keep bumping them fucking TVs up. Oh, here we go. From LASIKMD.com, can the human eye see in 8K? Um, pixels. Yes, I know. Um, should you buy a new 8K TV or wait? Is there anything to watch in 8K? Answers is not much. Hollywood directors have used 8K cameras, and there have been some 8K movies released and viewable in cinemas, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in Japan. I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. If you currently wear glasses or contacts, you might be able to get built-in HD clarity for as little as $490 per eye. Oh, this is just them trying to get people to get LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> I'll do it. Make you probably can't 8K. see. You probably can't see 8K. No way. No fucking way. <laughs> I'm like, I can see 720. Yeah, your 4K that you see right now is what I see on like a fucking old box TV. <laughs> it's like when you wake up and her eyes are all fucking like crusty and shit. <laughs> uh, did you want to get into our draft tie? Oh, I'm sorry. I was drinking. Let's fucking... Do First, it. actually, yes, I got something else I wanted to bring up. Just a little list I put together today, just for fun, and I just wanted to repeat it to you. Okay, the the best pitchers drafted in the 2020 draft, because <laughs> Reed Detmers is, is number one. Is that is that who the Angels picked? Yeah, it is. I love those fucking. It's way too early to get. No, I I you made, can get I ex- made that ranking. Oh, <laughs> you can get exciting about excited about a prospect. <laughs> like I see some guys, I'm like, oh yeah, he does have good stuff. He might turn out to be great, but it's like. So much of it has to do with your player development. That's why I'm just whole, like I'm optimistic about the Dodgers that all their picks are going to be great because that's just what happens. Um, but this list I made was quarterbacks I would start my franchise with right now. Ty, ten quarterbacks. Let's hear them. Some of these, 10. some of these drafted in the MLB draft. Oh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. I just said start at number ten. <laughs> okay, well that was an obvious number one. Yeah. Okay, number ten. <laughs> We just tease number one and then build up. Now, who's number two? <laughs> well, Patrick Mahomes is obvious, so it kind of is who's number two. Okay. Patrick, uh, number 10, Baker Mayfield. Yep, love it. Um, We're he's young. We're Baker, guys. He, going in his third year, bad stats, going in his third year, still like him. Number nine, oldest guy on this list, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like That's he's bad take. good enough. That's a bad take? That's a bad take. He's got five, six years left in him. I put him at number nine just because I don't know who else I'd put over him. I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. Continue. <laughs> He's great. He's got playoff experience. Number eight. And this is where youth comes into play because I think there are better quarterbacks. I would not put him in the top 10 talented quarterbacks right now, but he's top 10 build a franchise around Jimmy G. And this is assuming not like contracts free, just whatever. Jimmy G. He's young. He's got already got Super Bowl experience. People gonna aren't going to like forward. that. People don't like Jimmy G. I don't love Jimmy I do. G. I'm a big Jimmy G. I'm guy. indifferent about him. Number seven, Kyler Murray. He's short. Really good rookie year. He looks weird. Mobile in a quarterback, uniform. 
he does. He actually does. Like his helmet looks weird. <laughs> um, but again, youth, and he had a better rookie year than Baker, and you know, got to put him ahead of Baker. Number six, Carson Wentz. Okay. Yep. Love it. Um, kind of overlooked, but he's pretty solid. MVP talent when he's healthy and has a good team around him. Number five, and I found myself. I am now on this guy's wagon. I have been on the record. If you go back and listen to our podcast, I've probably shit on this guy so many times. Okay. <laughs> but I was looking at some numbers, and I am now I am now a supporter of his, and I think he's a great NFL quarterback. That's Dak Prescott, tied number five. Mm, that's a lot of money to start a franchise with. Like We're assuming contracts are... Uh... No, but you can't with him. <laughs> I did some num- I did some numbers research. Let's see. Last four years, Ty. Last year, did you see the kind of season he had last year? No, I was too busy talking shit about him. He was incredible. <laughs> I, I he know had he like did. Forty nine hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and had like a one point seven inter- interception per- percentage, which is low. Like he wasn't throwing a lot of picks. He was incredible. Yeah, he's got an insane offensive line and a lot of weapons, so obviously he's in a good situation. But he was incredible. It's not like he had insane fucking receivers, though. I don't well, think Amari Cooper's that good. Yeah, I got, I got a not an argument, but a discussion about it with the Bolt P people, and they were like, "Well, if Carson Wentz had Michael Gallup, I'm like Michael Gallup, like this was his <laughs> second year in the league, like he can't jump to that. Come on, yeah, like yeah, Wentz had terrible receivers, but Wentz also gets hurt every single year. That's on played him. one playoff game and. Made four passing attempts in it before he got hurt in it. Anyways, I would definitely take Wentz over Dak. I like Dak. I don't know. I was looking at the numbers. Last four years, Ty, Dak is sixth in passing yards, ninth in passing touchdowns, ninth in interception percentage with 1,000 attempts minimum, ninth in passer rating. He's 10th, but that was taking out Andrew Luck. Sixth in fourth quarter comebacks, fifth in game-winning drives, fourth in quarterback rushing yards, and first in quarterback touchdowns, and eighth in completion percentage. I'd still take Wentz over Dak, but continue. I just figure he's top 10 in everything. You take out Breeze and Brady who aren't on this list because they're old. Yep. I don't know. Number four, Russell Wilson. He's a little older, but I think Russell Wilson is this, probably the second best player in the NFL. Really second best quarterback. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Overlooked. He's very overlooked. He's all-time, all-time quarterback. He was drafted in the MLB. Actually played minor league baseball, which I didn't know until an hour ago. Like 92 games. To yeah. Play. Uh, number three, Lamar Jackson. Number three. Okay. Number two, Deshaun Watson. I put Deshaun Watson over Lamar. I feel like Deshaun, you could kind of put in any team, and he would do the same thing, do good, whereas Lamar, you do have to build a team around him. He's still great, but he's number three for me. Ceiling's higher with Lamar. It's much easier to build a team around Deshaun. Yes. I don't hate that. Wild that he's your number two, though. I don't know who else you'd put. I love Deshaun Watson. I don't know why. I'm super high on Deshaun Watson. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love him, too. Drew Brees ain't on the list. Yeah, he's old. He's old as shit. He's about her tired. Taysom Hill, should he be number 10? Fuck yeah, he should. <laughs> Jameis Winston, baby. <laughs> um, so some of those guys got drafted in the MLB draft tie. Yes, they did. But not in the 2009 MLB draft. No. Some notable guys got drafted in the 2009 MLB draft. Who's the most notable? First overall pick, Steven Strasburg. Not bad. Um, going into this draft, he was so hyped. That was like such a no-brainer. Um, it was like Joe Burrow this year in the NFL. Yeah. He was so him and him and Harper, you know. I'm not an MLB draft historian in the slightest, but I feel like him and Harper were like, I'd go out on a limb and say that's the most hyped back to back number one overall picks by the same team. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's right. pretty. That's pretty narrow parameters. <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I think I'm safe in saying that. I can't debate that one <laughs> bit, Jay. <laughs> and it, it worked out. I mean, he's been great. He won a World Series. Um, I've always kind of been on the Steven Strasburg is a little overhyped train. He's a great pitcher, a top 15 pitcher, top 10 pitcher. Do you think he's a little overhyped? 
Um, but he did do great in the playoffs, and without him, they would not have a World Series. So can't hate that in the slightest. Um, yeah. World Series MVP. There's also an all-star named Aaron Crow taken with a 12th overall pick. I'm going to be honest, Ty, he is not on my big board. Never even heard of him. Mm, he pitched for the Royals. Made an all-star. Yeah. Most notably, though, with the 24th overall pick, the Los Angeles Angels selected an outfielder, Ty. Yeah. They selected Randall Gritchick. Yes, they did. <laughs> and then one pick later, selected Mike Trout. Wild move. So, like, obviously we talk about the teams, right, that pass on Mike Trout. And the Angels got it right, right, by picking Trout. You know what I mean? Like, they they were the one team that got it. But at the end of the day, you could still look at them and say they're a little bit stupid because they valued Randall Gritchick over Mike Trout. Because they also <laughs> passed on Mike Trout. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> So that's that's what, why he's so good. He's always had a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> just trying to outplay Randall Gritchick. <laughs> Who never even played on the Angels. You guys traded him like way before. Hey, Blue Jays, I think, um, is uh, what I know him for, and the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, so there's you know, there's some big names, some big names in the second round. Um crazy situation though, Ty. Where the Washington Nationals, they had the first overall pick. They also had the tenth overall pick. Damn. If we just play revisionist history, and obviously Trout went way later, and it'd be easier to play revisionist history if they were to draft an outfielder, per se. But imagine, just imagine for a second, if they drafted Mike Trout with the 10th overall pick and had a young trio of Trout, Harper, Strasburg, and Strasburg. You, uh, that's incredible. Think about the 2014 season where they were both MVPs. Yeah. Imagine that on the same fucking team. Well, they would obviously be better, too, because they'd be hitting back-to-back. Yeah. I'd be like, which one do you want to fucking face? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Where do you bat them? Because Angels bat Trout second, right? Which is weird. I still don't know why they do that. Uh, early in his career, he was leadoff. Why don't they bat him third? That's that's weird to me. I guess his on-base percentage. Yeah, I mean, the dude's always fucking on base. I think maybe he hit third a little bit more last year. But where would you put, like, Trout Harper in the lineup? Like, would it be 2-3? Would it be 3-4? Yeah, I would put him 2-3. Trout 2. That's crazy. Trout just gets on base. And that year, Harper just hit everything to the fucking moon. They probably had a good four-hitter, too. I don't even know. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah. And Trout's one of those players. Like, some players you might be able to be like say, like, oh, they got to the right team. That's why they succeeded. Or they didn't get to the right team. That's why they didn't succeed. Like, no, Mike Trout would have been great. He would have been the best player of his generation of all time if his career keeps trending the way it's trending, no matter where he went. No doubt about that in my mind. That brings me up brings me up what the fuck am i saying that reminds me of something that i wanted to talk about which yes. we can just touch on uh what is it long lost summer yes mark mcguire sammy sosa documentary coming out this weekend mm-hmm. oh it's this weekend it comes out oh, on I sunday didn't, i didn't know it was this soon yeah awesome i want to watch it talk about it next week okay should be good it'll be entertaining i'm actually pretty well versed on that home run chase okay there's Are, a <laughs> you know what jay that's the i was like, gonna tout a book the, i read at like eight years old <laughs> baseball forever because that's the book I read and it had it in there. Because I was about to tout a book I read. <laughs> <laughs> the book I read was called uh, The Perfect Season, Why 1998 Was Baseball's Best Season. And it was about all the different storylines around the 98 season. And the main one being the Sosa McGuire home run chase. It's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. It was a good book. Also, we don't talk enough about how the greatest hitter of all time just played in the early 2000s. And steroids are not. We don't talk enough about how good Bonds was. Oh, yeah. Barry Bonds was awesome. Like, literally the greatest hitter ever. Never tested positive. 
MLB didn't even test for steroids until 2003. That's what I'm saying. You know how many other people were also doing that? Yeah. And dude was great early in his career, too. Yeah. He was a... Uh, yeah, he was a three-time MVP by the time... Well, he was a his first season with San Francisco. He was an MVP. But he was like a three-time MVP before his late career resurgence. Yeah. I, and then you look about... Because, you know, the documentary's coming out where they broke the home run record. And then three years later, Bonch just casually breaks the one that stood for however many fucking years. Yeah. Barry Bonds, dude. Did you bust ass? No, I did not. It smells like ass. <laughs> Barry Bonds was great, man. And he was a little bit before we really liked, like, we're into baseball. So I'm a little sad we didn't get to witness, like, great Bonds. I remember, like, later career Bonds, like him breaking the record and everything. Um, but, man, dude, like, look, like, let's compare. There, that's the thing. There's nothing to compare it to. Well, I want to compare. He's head and shoulders above everyone hitting. No, I want to compare Trout's. So Trout's been in the league nine years. Um, so that would be up to ninety-eight. So let's compare Barry Bonds from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety-eight, which is nine seasons. This is before his insane stretch later in the. He was still great though. That was still he was twenty-five to thirty-three, hit three oh five. Trout's hitting three oh five. Uh, one Trout hasn't exactly a one OPS in his career. Bonds had one point zero three eight. Bonds had a 181 OPS plus. Trout 176. Trout 285 home runs. Bonds 327. Bonds has more RBIs. More stolen bases, too. Holy shit. Yeah, more dude. walks. He was less strikeouts. 500 less strikeouts. Dude. Literally, j- there's nothing you can compare. <laughs> I think Trout's the better all-around player. Because his defense, yeah. yeah. But there's just, we just don't talk about well, that. Well, I don't know. I think if Barry Bonds didn't have steroid allegations, which... Well, he probably did take steroids. Maybe if he took steroids, he wouldn't be the GOAT. I feel like he'd probably be like the consensus GOAT. You know what like, I mean? I, more than Jordan. More than yeah. how everyone views Jordan as like, oh, Jordan's the fucking GOAT. People would say, oh, you're like fucking Barry Bonds. Yeah. He's just Right now, instead of LeBron, MJ, it'd be Trout versus Bonds. Yeah. And the thing would be like, oh, yeah, Mike Trout's been great so far. Let's see if he does it another 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at this dude from 1992 all the way until 2005. He had over a one OPS. <laughs> That's crazy. I want to, I want to do something here, Ty. Hold and then on in his last quick. year of his career, he still had over a one OPS. Okay, so who would you say was the best? And the, and the one that fucking, <laughs> the one that broke it, to where he didn't just finish every single season with over one OPS. Point nine nine nine. At forty one years old. <laughs> At forty one years old, and then forty two, put up a one oh four. And 2005, he only played 14 games. He could have – look at his home run numbers. If he was healthy that year, he could have hit 800 home runs. He would have hit 800 no, home absolutely runs. absolutely would have. That's crazy. Steroids or not, you still got to swing the fucking bat, and you still got to hit the fucking balls. So who would you say was the best hitter after Bonds that carried the, the torch as the best hitter in baseball? Pujols. Okay. It was fucking Albert. And then who carried over from Pujols? Mike Trout. Fun experiment. Let's compare Trout's 2012 to 2019 combined with Pulse's 2001 to 2011. Love it. So that's 20 years and see how they stack up against Barry Bonds. So it's going to be hard to add things such as batting average. That's going to be hard. They have a career um, 722 home runs. 
So that's still 40 less than Bonds. Granted, yep. Bonds had two more years because we're comparing 20 years to 22. They have a combined just like 2,100 RBIs-ish. That's more than Bonds. Bonds, 1996. Uh, he has 2,558 walks, which is just insane to think about. Trout and Pujols have about 1,700. Um, Bonds hit 298 for his career. Trout and Pujols combined are going to be better. Trout, 1.009 OPS his last eight years. Pujols had a 1.037. Bonds had a career 1.051. That's just crazy. They're fucking insane. You compare <laughs> That's crazy. You combine Mike Trout and Albert Pujols, and you get like a whole career Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah, the best of both of them. <laughs> and I also was saying that, you know, Bond, I think Trout's the better overall player. Bonds has like a fuck ton of gold gloves. Eight. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. I just, there's Bonds is the GOAT, man. But steroids, so there's always an asterisk, so we could say if Trout keeps it up, he could be the GOAT. Even though very casually, no one was tested for steroids, <laughs> and that was probably just the environment baseball was played in. Yeah. We got juiced balls right now. Can you imagine Barry Bonds? Juice balls? Yeah. Barry Bonds right now, dude, would be sick. They'd probably just walk him because all the advanced stats, like, he'd have even oh, more yeah, walks. No. He would have an on-base percentage in the fucking 600s. I mean, I know I've talked about the video before. I'm sure you've seen it, the SB Nation video where they talk about what if Barry Bonds played, like, an entire season or his entire career without a bat. Have you seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> and his stats were still, like, Hall of Fame level better than anyone else in the I, history of baseball. Dude, his 2004 season just blows my fucking mind. Why? A 1.4 OPS. Yeah, he had 232 intentional walks, Tyler. Jason, or just walks in general. An on-base percentage of 600. <laughs> In baseball, if you're on base one out of three times, you're a pretty fucking good player. That's video games numbers. No, that's better than video game numbers. (laughs) He only hit 45 home runs. I mean, he was fucking slacking that year with this casual 800 slugging percentage. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. Because he was 45 divided by 373, hit a home run every... Oh, that's the wrong way. 373 divided by 45, hit a home run every eight at-bats. 8.2 at-bats. 617 plate appearances and had less than 400 at-bats. Yeah, 120 intentional walks. <laughs> 232 total. That's I wild. Just, we don't talk about that enough. That, oh. Like, possibly the greatest athlete of any sport ever. Which is most dominant, yeah. Yeah, compared to the competition. Yeah. Which, again, he didn't get tested, but no one else did. Yeah. Fucking insane. But he didn't win a World Series because of your Angels. Goddamn right. Let's not fucking forget it. <laughs> All right, 2009 MLB draft tie. Uh, do you want to? We're going to alternate picks here, so we're going to redraft the the draft with all of our baseball knowledge. Hindsight 2020. Um, you'll pick a pick. I'll pick a pick. Do you want to go? Do you want to have the first overall pick and pick the obvious? Do you want odds or evens? Pretty much is what I'm asking you. Um, I'll take odds. All right. So who do you got with the first overall pick? Going to I want to get the actual order here. Going to the Washington Nationals. Thank you. I was trying to pull that up. And I was so this is interesting because we have different big boards. So it's going to adjust based on whoever each of us picks. And then we could kind of debate slash talk about the picks too. Yeah. Um, one overall. I mean, he went one in real life. You might as well leave him at one. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the fucking worst Bonds, Mike Trout. <laughs> That's crazy. Ben's going to listen to this and call us up and tell us why Mike Trout's going to have. Mike Trout very well could have a late career. He's only 28. Probably robbed him of one of his prime years this year. This year is going to be Bonds' 14 games played year. Here's the thing, though. 
I don't think in any situation whatsoever Trout ever has a 1.4 OPS. <laughs> Baseball's different, though, yeah. It's just, it's just never going to happen. He strikes out more. Um, but, again, maybe Bonds would strike out more with today's pitching because I know strikeout rates are through the roof. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I did watch that uh, – what's his name? Trevor Bauer video, Breaking Down Mike Trout. I'm assuming that's the one you were talking about uh, last week when we talked. Yeah. I watched a bunch of them, but yeah, I've seen that one. Because you brought up something he said in that video about sinkers. Oh, was it the Trout video? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was a good video. It is shows video. how good Mike Trout is. I love the one on Joey Votto. I haven't. I only watched the Trout he, one. He breaks down Votto, and he's like, oh, so here's where Votto hits. And he just colors in the strike zone. And he's like, here's where he doesn't swing. And it's just everywhere out of the strike zone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's such a fucking good hitter. <laughs> so Mike Trout. 1-1 um, to the Washington Nationals. Yeah, already 285 home runs, 200 stolen bases. Um, I feel like this is a... One OPS for his career. It's Trout. Three let's, times MVP. Let's be real, it's Trout. There, there's there's no one else going here. Number two, though, I think there's two good options to go number two. Number two, going to the Seattle Mariners, Tyler. He was a second-round pick in real life. Selected 59th overall. And you could make the case that maybe if he didn't get drafted, the team he drafted, he wouldn't be as good of a player. Nope. You could absolutely no, you make... Cannot. You cannot make that case. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm going with Nolan Arenado. Yeah. He'd still be just as good. He'd be great, but would he be as good? Yeah. His away from Coors splits are not very great. He'd still be a gold. No I've... one likes hitting on the road. <laughs> the I'm... man's body is used to high altitudes. He gets down and he just feels heavy. I've always been a like a don't overestimate that narrative with Arenado because he still would have been a, a platinum glove fielder and a well above average hitter. But he might have been slightly worse, okay? Nope. He hits 265 on the road compared to 324 at home. His body's acclimated to the Rocky <laughs> Mountains. <laughs> Shut up. He's still a great player. He's still an all-star. He's still, even if he does hit more of his away splits than his home splits, somewhere if he meets somewhere in the middle, he's still a top 10 player in the MLB, and he's the second pick going to the Seattle Mariners tie. I think he's top five player in the MLB. Oh. I fucking love Arnado. I know you do. Number three, Jason. One of I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably the most underrated player okay. of our generation. Someone who just does not get enough credit for how good he is. That's Mr. That's Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt. Interesting. So we could talk about Goldschmidt, obviously. I had Goldschmidt fourth on my big board tie. Okay. And he's behind the person I'm gonna draft with this next pick. But um no, Goldschmidt's been really solid, man. 43 career war. Mm-hmm. He's put gold glove defense at first. Yep. He's just always raked. Yeah. He's just done it on a bad Arizona team where no one cared. He did have a little bit of setback in St. Louis this year, but he is 31, kind of expected. Yeah. Not holding that against him in the slightest. I mean, you look at his prime years, though. Dude raked. Dude played great defense. Yeah. And he just didn't get enough credit for how fucking good he was. He's a top three of 2010 to 2019. I think he's a top three first baseman easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, I will say we didn't really clarify this. Um, I, it's kind of assumed, but you know the the picks are if you're trying to win a World Series. Yeah, you're just that MLB so, draft is best talent. Yeah, so I kind of have some logic when it comes to winning a World Series that puts some guys ahead of other guys, which is why number three on my big board, who is now going fourth overall to the Pittsburgh Pirates, is who went first overall, Steven Strasburg. Adam at four. Um, the reason I have Strasburg over Goldschmidt, even though I say Strasburg is slightly overrated, 
is pitching is such a hot commodity. And at the end of the day, Strasburg still is a top 15 pitcher in the league. If Scherzer wasn't on the Nationals, he would be an ace. Um, he's a guy you could put on 20 of 30 MLB teams, and he'll be the best pitcher. Maybe not even more. No, that's probably fair. 20 out of 30. Yeah. Um, you don't get these kind of pitchers often. And he's had a great career thus far. He's won a World Series now. Has never. I feel like he's never really hit his full, full ceiling. We've seen it in in stretches where he's been dominant in stretches, particularly this postseason. He was great this postseason. Um, just great in postseason this general tie. He's got a one four six ERA in the postseason, fifty five innings. Um, we've seen yeah, str- I, he's fantastic. We've seen stretches though. I watched him pitch against the Dodgers twice in the NLDS, and he just. We've seen those stretches where he's elite. And I, I I have him third on my big board, but he's going fourth overall to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Are we keeping a running order of these picks? I will. What do you mean? I don't know, just to see what the final order is. Oh shit, I was not. I didn't even think about that. I got it. So we're up to number five here, and this is where I think you could take a couple of different people. Okay. I don't think it gets a little blurry here. There's a couple of really good players. Um I had this man at six, but I'm going to bump him up. Oh, okay. J.D. Martinez. Going fifth overall to the Baltimore Orioles? To the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, so it's funny you brought up J.D. So I was I was going to do something a little, a little, um, a little like tricky if I had the odd pick. Well, it just depends. So if you wouldn't have picked J.D., J.D.'s fifth on my big board, right? Love it. But if you would not have picked him with this pick... I would not have picked him at six. Interesting. Because six, seven, and eight are all National League teams, and that boy cannot play defense. <laughs> yeah. And knowing what we know now, I would have picked the other guys ahead of him. So, look, here's the thing. So, it was either five or nine for me. <laughs> here's the thing. I didn't do that. I said best player, <laughs> best talent. Well, if I had him. the fifth pick, I would have picked him five, too. But I would not have picked him six if you did not pick him five. That's fine. He's a great hitter. He's a... One of a few players, he hit four home runs against the Dodgers. That sucked. Um, <laughs> when he got traded, he's one of those guys where when he gets, maybe not moving forward because he is going to be 32 this year, if there's even a year, but like the last five, six years, dating back to 2014 really, he's one of those guys where if you find out your division rival traded for him, you're like, oh, fuck. Absolutely. And that's how I felt when the Arizona Diamondbacks traded for him. Now, I will say one thing about him that, Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but he was not very good to start his career. No, before he got to Detroit, yeah, and worked a fuck ton with another one of the best hitters of our generation, Miguel, Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera. Yeah, Miguel Cabrera made this man a hitter. He couldn't hit, and then he kind of he kind of copied Miggy's swing. Do we know if Miggy took him under his wing though? One hundred percent. Okay, there's reports about it. He, he very much there's videos of him pre and then like post Tigers. Where he he very much changed his approach to copy fucking Miguel Cabrera's. And that's when he started raking. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't go to the Astros and he gets drafted by who's fifth? Orioles. He goes to the Orioles, learns from Chris Davis, and his career's already over. <laughs> um Yeah, I will like he was fucking dude, he was um I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. And with the Diamondbacks, he was like out of this world. He had twenty nine home runs in sixty two games. That's insane. He was like out of this earth. 65 RBIs in 62 games. That's yeah. a pace of over 162, Ty. Yeah. 1.1 OPS. Like that stretch where he was on the Diamondbacks, I was pissed. Dude, great. 
Not everyone can win literally two Silver Slugger Awards in one year. He did that. Yes. Yes, he did. 2018. How did he do that? <laughs> I didn't even know that until I saw it right now. <laughs> I didn't either. Did he win out? He won outfield and DH. How are you going to win an outfield Silver Slugger if you didn't play in the outfield? Because he just fucking rakes that much, Jay. Yeah, he does. Number, up, that's a good pick. Number five. We're up to number six. Now, there's a little bit of a fall off, I feel like. Just a little bit. I feel like the top five, Martinez counting as hitting, are like elite. I feel like the next guys are really, really good franchise player. Maybe not. I don't want to use the word franchise, but. Here's the thing. I think if you add in defense, they aren't as good hitters, but I think they are. There are players comparable to JD because he just doesn't play defense. That's terrible. true. So you look overall player ability. I think the next couple of guys are just as good. Number six is an easy pick for me, Ty. This is a guy who we talked about it for the pod. There's some guys on this where you just look at him. You're like, wow, that guy, I thought this guy was way older. He is 34, but it's crazy that he was drafted the same year as Trout. I guess he probably played all four years in college or whatever. Yeah. That's Matt Carpenter. Noted Dodger killer. Noted Dodger. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> career accolades. He's a three-time all-star, one-time silver slugger. Not great accolades. His career numbers for the regular season aren't like insane. He's a 269 hitter, 835 OPS. He's only hit 148 home runs. His career high is 28. Oh, no, 36. He hit 36 in 2018. Wow. Um, he's never hit above. He hit 318 in 2013, but never hit above 272 before that. But, like I said, we're drafting to win a World Series. And it's funny. If you actually look at Carpenter's overall postseason stats, he's not that good. I guess I'm just scarred from him torching the fucking Dodgers. I, he's a dude who just went out there and just grinded out at bats. Yeah. I feel like the numbers he's don't. He's a career 228 hitter in the postseason. That's crazy. That is crazy. He's got to be hitting 400 against you guys, minimum. Um, Against us, he was only hitting 261, but he was the guy who, and then he hit 375 clutch the next year. Bats. He always came up in the clutch. Um, I don't even know what series it was, who it is, who was it against. I always remember his fucking double off the right center field wall. Probably against us. There's, no, I know it was Dodger Stadium in the playoffs, and it was that very, was it the was game I was at. at. Double. That the was right the game wall. we blew a seven zero lead with Kershaw on the mound. I believe it. This is a clutch fucking double, and it was. Just That's Matt the Carpenter. worst loss I've ever experienced in person, Ty. <laughs> it's gotta hurt. I don't know nothing about it. So maybe I put Carpenter a little high. I don't know if you would have picked him at six. I had him at five before I switched for JD. Okay, so Matt Carpenter, six overall pick. Numbers are deceiving. He's clutch. And when he's hot, I feel like he's fucking hot. Remember he had that stretch in 2018 where he was literally hitting everything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who do you got seventh overall, Ty? Seventh overall here, Jay. Um, This man, I feel like, kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Um, I mean, this last year was kind of the first year he was viewed as like a everyday player. Not everyday, but like star. Um, okay. Made his third all-star game still, I guess. DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu. Number um, seven. Not a bad pick. He, you know, I guess he got drafted by the Cubs. Okay. Started his career with the Cubs. Played a lot of years up there in Colorado. And I, I don't. he hit 348 one year with Colorado. And he escaped the uh, Colorado narrative because he went to New York in 2019. Hit 327. Yeah. Dude, just, he just rakes. He just hits everything. He's a great defender. He had he his a few gold gloves, highest right? OPS plus season this last year at 30. Yeah. He's just a good hitter. He's not someone who, I mean, he hit 26 home runs this year. 
I think that's in 100 RBIs. I think that's probably because of Yankee Stadium and just the lineup he's in. But, I mean, dude played in cores and never did that, though. Yeah. So. I just, he's not someone I feel like, I don't know. He, it's like a Joey Votto thing. We just talked about Joey Votto. I feel like something about him. Like, he doesn't stick out, but you know he's always going to have, like, a graded bat. He's always going to get on base. He's just like an on-base machine. Put the ball in play. Um He's only struck out more than 100 times once in his career. That's great for this era of baseball. Um, he's a great pick, Ty. He's a grand. He just grands out bats, bro. He was my number seven, though. Or my number uh, eight, because we're on number seven right now. Okay. So my number seven is going to go eighth overall now. And that's Dallas Keuchel. Okay. Now, I've been on the kind of Dallas Keuchel's become a little overhyped train, especially when he had his contract dispute and he sat out. Um, in 2019, only played half a season. But his stretch in Houston from t- 2014 to 2017, he had a bad 2016. But he was an all-star twice. He was a Cy Young winner, which is really important. Like, you know, you don't get Cy Young winners after. 315 ERA combined those four years. That's great. Um, two Three-time goal glover. I don't know how much that matters as a pitcher, but he do- he has it. Um, And he was just, he was great for the Astros in that postseason run, man. He was, um, you know, he was great. Oh, if yeah. you look at his numbers against the Dodgers, they're not fantastic. Um, we scored three runs off him the first game. I think we scored a few off him the second game. But he's just he he's quality arm. He was on a World Series winning team with an asterisk. Um, <laughs> and his prime was a little short, and he's no longer in it. But he was really really good in his prime. You you definitely want him when he was in his prime. Yes, he was legitimate one guy. Go out there, put up Cy Young numbers. And if he had a longer prime like that, he would easily probably be number five, you know, yeah, right behind I Strasburg. Ag- I would agree with that. His prime is like – his prime's the top five of this draft. His prime is arguably better than what Strasburg's prime. Yeah. Strasburg's just been more consistent and had a longer stretch throughout his career. I'd agree with that. Number eight, Dallas Keiko. All right. That's fine. Um, Where'd you have him on your list? I had him just at nine. Okay. Um, but that was kind of a toss-up. I probably would have put him eight. Okay. But my number eight guy, who's going to go number nine right now, mm-hmm. this is a man who I feel like's 40 years old. Okay. Um, I have no Oh, I think I know who you're He going got with. forgotten about in the Midwest. I don't know who you're going with. He had a stint with the Dodgers, and he hit 42 home runs in a season, and I'm blown away. Brian Dozier. Wow. <laughs> okay. He's won a World Series. Yeah, he has. He's been one of the fucking elite. Second base bats in the league throughout his career. And people just forgot about him. Just don't care about him. You look at this draft. That batting average hurts, though, Ty. You look at this draft. He hit 215 in 2018, 238 last year. He's got the eighth highest war out of everyone drafted in 2009. Okay. He was a fucking dominant, dominant hitter. In so is your list just the order of war? No. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not at all. <laughs> wow. Um, you look at. That's he's just had a couple of fucking insane years. You know where I had Brian Dozier tie? I'm assuming pretty low. I had him at 17. That's fine. Um, I mean, he came to the Dodgers, did terrible, and maybe that's swaying my. I just that batting average kind of hurts me. His OPS isn't very high. He's only a one-time All Star. I don't know. I feel like he's an empty home run hitter. Empty stats, home run hitter. Got a World Series. Was a great home run hitter on like a pretty bad. I think Minnesota made a wild card one of those years, but he he's does just, have a World Series. He's just another guy. I feel like just grinded out of bats. I do feel like he's forty. 
I feel, that's weird. For me, I feel like he's not old. I don't know why. He's 33. But I, she just grinds out at bats? He hit fucking bombs at second base when, like, only Robinson Cano was doing it? Yeah. Um, Had him above another second baseman who, I mean, we could discuss. That's wild. When we get to him. Okay. Um. That uh, You know what? That's fine. That's fine. I, I see why you like him. We're valuing different things here. But he still would have been drafted. Yes, he would have. My number nine with the 10th overall pick. Is that what we're on? Are we on 10th overall pick? Well, you said you're number nine with 10th overall. Dozier. Okay, so he's my number nine on my list. But okay. 10th overall pick is going to be another World Series winner from this year, Patrick Corbin. Love it. Um, look, he's a two-time All-Star. He's a World Series winner. He's one of those guys where I feel like he's overpaid, but pitching is such a premium in this league that you kind of have to overpay for him. He's not, he's not going to be the number one guy on most teams. He would be on the Angels. <laughs> um, he's never had an elite year. But again, pitching's a premium. When we get to this point in the draft, you know, I'll take someone who, you know, he had a bad 2016, 2017. I think his, his ERA is a little misleading. He did have a bad whip. But, you know, most years of his career, he had a sub four ERA. He's still only 29, so he could even, you know, he could have his best year this year. He's an innings eater. He did sit out a year, but besides that, he's pretty much been an innings eater his entire career. 200 innings the last two years. That's why I put Patrick Corbin number nine. Number like 10 that. in our draft. I, I had him right about the same spot. I value, I value pitching when it comes to winning a World Series, Ty. That's fine. I value it a lot. I probably overvalue it, honestly. <laughs> That's fine. I think I'm fucking lost here. What are we at? Pick 11? Yeah, 11th pick in the draft. Ah. <sighs> Okay, for me here, the hitters kind of start to fall off. Yeah, fair, definitely fair. Um, the, you know, the, you have guys who have had good seasons, mm-hmm. but maybe not consistent. Yeah. Um, you have pitchers who maybe have had good seasons but haven't been lights out their whole career by any means. Okay. So this is kind of where it was like, uh, who fucking knows for me? <laughs> okay. I'm going to go Jason Kipnis. That's another uh, another reach, on according to my big board. Jason Kipnis, he's had a couple of good seasons where he was um, – let me see here. <laughs> let me see here. I'm fucking all – I feel like I Jake, tabs I, I feel like Jason Kipnis is a little overvalued. Are you just in love with second baseman? I mean, if you need a second baseman – <laughs> These guys have been great second basemen throughout their career. I feel like you're remembering Jason Kipnis to be better than he actually was. Personally. I think he was really good in his prime, but his prime was really short. Like I said, they had good stints. Again, you look at War, he's up there, I think, top 10 in War. I don't have a list in front of me. Yeah, he's had two really good seasons, two all-star seasons. Besides that, he's been kind of like mediocre. I think he's been above average second baseman, and I look at the board... I don't think any of these pitchers have been lights out. There's one other hitter I could have chose, but I don't even love it. You know where I had Jason Kipnis, Ty? Where do you have him? 22nd. That's pretty fucking low. And once we get to someone who's going to be drafted in this draft because he's my 21, my 21 and 22, near identical stats. I mean, we'll and see. I'll, we'll get to that when we get there. So that was 11. Pick number 12, I'm going to go with my number 10, Ty, and that's Kyle Seeger. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, Kyle Seeger, he's only a one-time All-Star. He's a one-time Golden Glove. Um, playing good defense. He's always hit 20-plus home runs. Usually hits, you know, around 250 to 270. Not really, like, amazing numbers. Kind of gets forgotten about on a terrible Mariners team. Very, very durable um, outside of his rookie year, which I'm assuming he was a late-season call-up. And then this last year, he's played 155 or more games, 154 or more games. Um, just 767 career OPS. He doesn't really jump out, but he's just a guy who goes out there and plays every day, and you know what you're going to get out of him. It's 25 to 30 home runs. Now in his career, as he gets later, it's more 20 to 25, you know, 80 to 100 RBI or 75 to 99 RBIs. Yep. Um, yeah, not really amazing, but just got MVP votes in 2016, but didn't make the all-star game. Sucks for him. I think with Kyle Seager being in my division, I've always viewed him as just a decent hitter on the Mariners. And I feel like he's just kind of been around. Yeah. Um, I had him three picks later. So I wonder if Kyle Seager plays on a good team and has good hitters around him. I wonder how that, if that affects him at all. You know what I mean? Is he a better hitter if he has a true, you know, number three or number four behind him? I don't know. It's questions to be asked. If he's the second best hitter in a lineup, at least earlier in his career during his prime, could he have had a 35 home run, 100 RBI, 290 season? I don't know. It's questions to be asked. Definitely the worst of the Seager brothers. Well, I don't know. If Corey Seager never gets fucking healthy and has a normal... <laughs> I feel bad for Corey Seager. He's like never... He gets injured, has to like rehab his injury, you know, and then just... It's just a mess for him. Dodger fans don't like him. Yeah, I know. I, well, I just feel bad because... He, so he hurt his elbow... 2017 the years all blend together so his elbow was hurt at the end of 2017 went into 2018 trying to rehab it then ended up hurting it more in 2018 had to get tommy john so then the next spring training he's trying to come back to speed from that and now he just gets potentially his whole 2020 season like swept out from him i'm worried Corey seager besides mookie betts is going to be one of the biggest what ifs in dodger history because he just never can get his career off to a start you know what i mean it, yeah. it hurts my heart to think that. Kyle Seager with the 12th overall pick? 12th overall pick. Who do you got 13th, Ty? 13th, I have a man who was drafted in the 18th round okay. by the Washington Nationals. Okay. Um, I'm going pitching. I think this guy, I mean, he's been good. Trying to look at who he is. He's only 28, so he's still young. I think he's had some injuries. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman. Okay, so this was, what pick was this? 13th, I had... <laughs> I had Marcus Stroman as 13th on my big board. Um, I do have some guys that haven't been drafted ahead of him just because we've been jumping around on our big boards. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. I mean, you look at him, he's got an ERA at 3.7 for his career. Yeah. He's still only 28. Mm-hmm. I think he's had some seasons only you know, through 27 innings in 2015, uh, only through 59 last year. So I think he's still got some more to No, prove. he threw more than that. It's because he got traded. He threw 184 less inning. Oh, okay, cool. I was confused. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember him being hurt. Yeah, threw 184 innings, had a 3-2 ERA last season. That's fair. He's a guy who's just been a good pitcher. He's been around. He's undersized, and he makes it work. Yeah. And I like them up. I like him up there in New York, New York uh, I think, with the Mets. Um, I think he's going to continue to be successful. This is more of a he's been good, and I foresee him continuing to be good. That's fair. 
He, yeah, like I said, he was 13th on my list. Um, I just need to, I'm just trying to pull up some numbers to talk about him compared to a few pitchers in this draft that we will select. Okay. Um, cause they're very similar. So I'm just trying to, con- okay. So 13th, so 14th overall pick Ty. my number 11. I want to pick my number 11, but I do feel like it's a bit reaching. And I don't know if you just aren't valuing this guy as high because he has only been an impact player for two years. Or if you just didn't go far enough in the draft because he was selected in the 41st round. I'm looking, I'm trying to read your facial language. I mean, I have two guys that I overlooked originally and they could be drafted here coming up. I'm just going to go with it. It's a little bit of a hometown bias. It's Max Muncy. Okay. Did you have Muncy? Not for a while. Wow. Okay. Um, to be fair, he did get redrafted later. Um, and maybe if he drafts to a different team, he doesn't become the guy he is because the Dodgers, you know, are great player developers. Um, that's part of the reason why he's successful. But just over the last two years, the, the year Muncy has had, you know, 70 combined home runs, 177 RBIs. Um, this is only 278 games because he came up late. 137, 141. So oh, pretty much two full seasons. 927 OPS. He's an on-base machine. He walks a lot. Um, he does strike out a lot. He's kind of like a better version of Jock Peterson. Like okay. at the plate where like he can hit lefties and he walks. He does strike out a lot and he walks a lot like Peterson, but he makes contact more and he has a better batting average. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, he always seems to come up clutch and he always works great at bats. He has some of the best plate discipline I've ever seen out of a hitter. Um, and I'm picking him 14th, Ty, Max Muncy. So here's the thing with Muncy for me. I think if we're looking this year, I want a player for this year for this draft. Yeah, he's fucking great. Probably top 10. Okay. He was atrocious for Oakland. Yeah. He, he never really got a chance, to be fair. But, yeah, he was in the chances he did get. I mean, he did nothing. He yeah. didn't get real major league action until 2018. Yeah. That's fair. And so, I mean, it's not – I think his talent and what he's doing now is incredible. But I think you look at some of these other guys who have been coming up in the big leagues and helping since 2011. Yeah. Muncie, it took him so many years to get going. And I think right now he's more productive than a lot of guys on the list. Yeah. For me, that's just what hurt him. Is it? He is a uh, – I don't even know what you want to say. Like, he, he was a project player. He didn't do anything. He got cut. And then out of nowhere, he just broke out. It's really weird, too, because if you look at his minor league stats, like, they're not as good. But, like, uh, between both A levels, he walked a lot, had an OPS over 8. And then he kind of just – okay, did bad in the fall league, but that was 15 games. Can't really count that against him. Yeah. Double A, didn't do great. Didn't do terrible, but didn't do great. Got rushed to the big leagues, did bad. Had a stint in Jalisco in Mexico. Um, had another stint with A's. Did bad. Yeah, and the Dodgers just took a chance on him. He did great. He found some. He figured something out. Dodgers brought him in. He hit 309 in a full season in AAA. Never even heard of him. I hadn't even heard of him. And then he comes in the next year and just makes noise. And probably fair criticisms for some, for uh, not playing for most of his career. And I just. I mean, you look. Maybe at him I'm now. just thralled and th- uh, thrilled by the prospects of his ceiling. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I think he's fantastic. But he's 28 years old, and he's only had two productive seasons. Yeah. 
I think if I'm drafting somebody here for that entire stretch, I want someone who's going to be producing on my team. Yeah, that's fair. Chances are I draft him, I cut him. I don't even want, I don't even <laughs> want to draft him. That was my um, number 14. Number 14. Okay, so. Our 14th pick. I just don't fucking know anymore. Okay. I got a lot of guys. I got some guys that have high career wars, but you look at it and it's just because they have played a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they've ever been incredible. You know, I've got a guy who's played since 2011, made one all-star game. Okay. So what I am going to do is I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at prime here, Jason. And this guy might be. My next pick would be pretty obvious for me personally. Okay. Just saying. We might be on the same page though, based on what you're saying. This man is the epitome of consistency. Okay. If you want a power bat. Oh, not talking about a hitter. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go Chris Davis. Interesting. Okay. The dude just fucking raked. He had three years of over 40 home runs. Had 247 batting average four Four years years in a row. row. Yeah. (laughs) You just want someone who's going to consistently come up and put up production. I'm choosing Chris Davis. I think there's a couple other guys, but I don't hate that. Again, my problem with Chris Davis and it's kind of with Brian Dozier, I feel like he's just like an empty stats power hitter who has terrible defense. Um, he was on my list, I mean, but he wasn't. He was picked 15. I had him at 20, so that's not like a huge leap. That's but what I'm I, saying. A lot of these guys, I feel like. I definitely have a lot of people ahead of him. I have one, two, three, four, five, six people ahead of him that haven't even been picked yet. Um, I mean, okay. It's fair. It depends. You know, it depends what you value. I'm just, I'm looking at these guys and I think in terms of being consistent and prime, I think I would want Chris Davis hitting home runs on my lineup compared to some of these other guys being mediocre-ish. Yeah, that's fair. I actually had him at 19, not 20. Um, Too far off. So my, that was the 15th pick. My 16th pick in the draft, Ty, who was number 12 on my big board. I feel like he kind of gets overlooked. I really do. Um, and I probably should have picked him over Muncie, if I'm being honest. And that is a man. No all-star appearances, Ty. And there has been concerns, durability concerns throughout his career. And I guess maybe that is why he's a little overlooked. But he's always pitched in the American League. And he's always been really solid when he's out there. He's one of those guys where, like, he doesn't always do amazing. But he'll have those games where he throws, like, a three-hit shutout. And it's like, yeah, I, I know why. He's got great stuff. Um, that's James Paxton. Okay. I mean, never had an ERA in his career above four ever has a 3.5 career ERA all in the American league. Um, durability concerns his first three years, you know, limited only made four, 13, 13, 20, 24, 28, 29. That's all his starts. Um, which is definitely a, a vibe. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's why he's as low as he is. Um, he's got a decent whip. I mean, this year it went up. A lot. He's got a career 1.2 whip, but he had he had a few good years there. Where he's 1.1, a little under 1.1. I feel like he's a guy who could slot in and be the second best pitcher on maybe 10 of the 30 MLB teams, the third best pitcher on 20 of the 30 MLB teams, and it's just someone you'd want on your staff. He's going to get you – he might not get you the most – you know, he'll have those games where he's great, but I feel like he's just consistent. He's like a quality starts machine, and he's 15th for me. Okay. Or 16th. What pick am I on? 16. 16. How'd you feel about that tie? I, my issue here is I'm just, I'm a mess. Okay. 
I don't know who to take. <laughs> Where was Paxson on your list? He was like 20. Oh, okay. He was, he was coming up for sure. He's definitely in, in the group of guys who um, I was going to pick coming up here soon. Okay. So this man, look, I think he has not had a dominant prime whatsoever. Okay. Uh, he has just been around for many years. He's put up a lot of consistent numbers. Um, I think there's a lot better options at his position, but I think you need someone who has a little bit of pop in his bat, um, can get on base. Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt, Ty. Have you picked any pitchers? Yeah. Took Strasburg. I mean, Stroman. Okay. I was just asking. Um, I knew you were going to go with Belt there just by the way you were describing him. I have Belt at, uh, funny enough, 21. Okay. I told you my 21 and 22 are a very similar hitters, Ty. Okay. If you look at Jason Kipnis and Brandon Belt's career numbers, they both are they both hit 261 throughout their career. Kipnis had a 21 war, Brandon Belt 23. Uh home runs, Kipnis 123, Brandon Belt 129. Uh hits Kipnis has more 1120, Belt has 957. Runs, Belt 513, Kipnis 594. RBIs, Kipnis 529, Belt 472. Kipnis has significantly more stolen bases. Um OPS, Belt is 0.801 Kipnis 0.75 and OPS plus belts much better 120 compared to Kipnis's 102 um very similar players offensively I feel like both left-handed guys who have good pop in their swing um I feel like belt Kipnis had a higher ceiling I would probably say but belt's been more consistent I mean look at his last since 2013 he's always around you know averaging around 15 home runs which is less than I would think. Um, yeah. It's a left-handed bat. He's a one-time all-star. So I'm like, he's nothing incredible. Um, he's someone to throw out there, though, who he's going to produce. He's going to be a decent bat in your lineup. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, yeah, I still had some people ahead of him. My 18th pick, who is going to be the 14th, because my 13th was Marcus Stroman, is going to be... Dang, I realize how much I value pitching. <laughs> Mike Miner. Okay. Um, he was really good in 2019. I mean, his his end of the season numbers weren't great, but I know he was like really good the first half, and that was why he was an all star. Yeah. Um, he's thrown 200 innings twice, 150 innings another two times. Really, really good out of the bullpen in 2017 for the Royals. Two five five ERA. He's got a career ERA under four. All in the American. No, he's played for the Braves. That's a lie. Not all in the American League. Um, career got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, he was 22 in 2010. Only started eight games. 23 in a, uh, 2011. Only started 15 games. Then he started becoming a regular starter. He did miss two years. He missed 2015, 2016. I don't know with what injuries, but he did. And maybe that does move him down on this. Uh, maybe that set him back. Maybe because he was just hitting the prime years of his career. But um, like I said, we got. I have three pitchers that kind of have comparable numbers. If you pick the right kind of frame mm-hmm. and Miner's one of those with Stroman and I'll talk about the other one once we get to him but Mike Miner okay I uh I had him pr- pretty high up and then I looked at it and he's just never blown me away yeah this last year was his best year yeah 
Um, well, he did have. He was really, really good out of the bullpen in 2017. Mosey, 65 games, two five five ERA. Yeah, that'll do it. 88 Ks, 22 walks, pretty good. So, I'm gonna go with the guy here who. Yeah, fuck it. Why not go with him? Can't hit for shit. I'm gonna be real with you. But goddamn it, if you need someone to steal a base, he's gonna steal a base for you. Billy Hamilton. <laughs> I'm looking at everyone else, and everyone else is just plug-in players. I've got a couple pitchers I'm probably gonna take after this. Okay. Um, but I'm looking at people to fit a team need. Billy Hamilton played decent defense, fast as shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm throwing them on there. Everyone else is just plug-in players who I feel like can be replaced. So I definitely missed out on Billy Hamilton. I don't know how. I probably would have ranked him in the mid to low, mid to high twenties. I probably no, actually, looking at my list, he probably would have been twenty-third. Where's he going? What pick was this? Nineteenth. So yeah, that's around where I would have put him. Um, yeah, I can't really hit, but he's a good defender, stolen base machine. I don't hate it. So I'm like, we're getting into the part where you can either have someone who's just going to be a casual bat, or you can have someone who fucking led the league in shit. Yeah. So why not get the guy who's fucking led the league in stolen bases? Has almost 300 in his career. There are some outfielders I do have, though, that I would pick ahead of him. For sure one. Um, okay, so I picked Mike Miner with my last pick, so I'm going to go with the third pitcher in the trifecta that I think I'll have comparable numbers with the 20th pick, the 15th on my big board. That's Zach Wheeler. Um, just signed a massive contract where he was very overpaid. Um, he was paid like he was. It was like how I said Corbin, you kind of have to overpay those guys. It's like Zach Wheeler. It's like they had to overpay him because he was like the third best pitcher or whatever, but he wasn't like great. Yeah. Um, but if you compare, so I'm taking Zach Wheeler's five-year career, Mike Miner's last six years, so not counting his two start years where he was young. He didn't really even play that much. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Stroman's um, five-year career. Okay. Six-year career. So I compared all three of those. So Stroman had a 3.76 ERA. Minor 3.79. Wheeler 3.77. Wheeler had a 1.294 whip. Stroman 1.292. <laughs> Minor 1.185. Uh, Minor had a 8Ks per nine. Stroman has a 7.4Ks per nine. Wheeler has a 8.7Ks per nine. Wheeler 3.2 walks per nine. Minor 2.5. Stroman 2.6. Um, strikes, strikeouts to walks. Stroman's 2.85. Minor 3.16. Wheeler 2.69. Um, just kind of three similar pitchers. I do feel like the ceiling's higher with Marcus Stroman based mm-hmm. on the numbers we've seen. I also feel like the floor is lower. He's had some pretty bad years. Yes, he has. Um, and he's just been a little injured. I think that's kind of that's hurt him. And he's played on he's played on the Blue Jays in the AL East. He, if he's pitching in the NL West, he very well could be you know much better. Also, the AL East when the Orioles were fucking crushing yeah. too. <laughs> so that definitely has hurt him. He is younger. He does have the higher ceiling, and hence why he went much higher in the draft. Yeah. But in terms of their numbers, they're very comparable pitchers. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Uh, Zach Wheeler's probably my next pitcher off the board. Okay. Um, going up, I had this man at 14th on my board. <laughs> Why'd you drop him? He's just kind of been chilling. <laughs> um, I've looked at other people, and I kind of forgot about him, I'll be honest. I'm going to go with the current Dodger, A.J. Pollock. Okay, so I had A.J. Pollock uh, 20th right behind Chris Davis. You look at A.J. Pollock, he's been injured. 
Yes. Yes, he has. Um, so that's definitely an issue. I mean, he had 157 games played, but 16, 17, 18, and 19, the most he's played is 113. Yeah. Um, but when he's healthy, he can fucking rake. Oh, yeah. His second half last year for the Dodgers when he came back healthy. So he started the season incredible. He played the Diamondbacks, and he like pretty much won like two of the three games for us. Um, and then got hurt, like got fell off, did really bad, and then came back and was like raking in the second half, just fucking raking. Um, and then obviously did fucking terrible in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, for 11. Um, but man, did he do good? I mean, you look at 2015, the only year he's made an all-star. He won a gold glove, played 157 games, had an OPS of 865. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the year he was fully healthy. You look at maybe 137, his second year in the league. Um, but other than that, he's, he's no longer a good defender, by the way, but he's old. Yeah, I don't know, and that's what I'm saying. Just in his one good year, I think if he could have stayed healthy, he could have had a couple more years, maybe made a couple more all-star teams. So once he returned on July 12th from injury, oh, God, I just saw something in the window that scared me. <laughs> he had 13 home runs, 33 RBIs, hit 288, 885 OPS. Um, across 162-game average, that would have been 36 home runs, 92 RBIs. So he was raking when he came back. Too bad it didn't carry over to the postseason. Yeah. Um, and one thing that's still important, it was, it's was it been great throughout his career, and this is kind of what he's going to be moving forward. He fucking mashes left-handed pitching. Um, I was kind of on the wrong side of history because he had a really bad 2018 against left-handed pitching, so I was worried about how he would do moving forward. Uh, but he hit 323 against lefties, 906 OPS. Crushing. So as a platoon guy with Jock Peterson this year, which is what he would have been if there was a season, would have been great. Um, he went 17th in real life, 21st here. It's a good pick. I had him 20th, like I said, right behind Chris Davis. Only giving it the nod to Chris Davis because he actually has stayed healthy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, my 22nd pick, Ty. I'm going to go with a reliever, which I kind of feel a little dirty taking a reliever this early. But he's been so damn fucking good throughout his career. And he's won a World Series. And I feel like I'm drafting to win a World Series, so that kind of sways it when you've actually won a World Series. That's Ken Giles. I don't hate it. Um, again, I feel dirty picking a reliever this early, but like with Philly, fantastic. Had a one five six ERA across two seasons with Philly, over 111 innings pitched, whatever it was. Um, great in Houston. I mean, he had his 2016 wasn't great, 2018 wasn't great. Let's not lie. He kind of like overstayed his um tenure in Houston almost. I don't know how, but he was great in the World Series season. He was doing really good in the playoffs up until uh, the Dodgers fucking made him. I think the Dodgers is what ruined his 2018 season because they just messed him up psychologically. <laughs> but then, you know, if he continues falling down that path, you know, I probably don't put him on this list, but he rebounded with another elite year last year, 1.87 ERA. And I think, you know, if he's used properly, you know, because a lot of relief pitching is kind of teams telling you what to throw and what not to throw and scouting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's got electric stuff. He's got a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, I believe he has a great slider. I think that's his secondary yeah. pitch. I know that from MLB the show. Um, he's a great reliever. Two six, even with his bad years, two six seven career ERA. He's twenty eight years old. Um, he's one of those guys you could throw in the bullpen. You know. Yeah. I don't hate it. Okay. So thank you, Ty, for not hating it. Up next, Jason. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play a fun <laughs> little game called "I Need to Win in the Next Three Years." Okay. This man is atrocious. Um, he is not a good pitcher. Put up an ERA of 10. What the fuck? In 2018, through 16 innings. Um, 
But if you look at 2013, I don't know who this is. 2014 and 2015 where he was an all-star. All of those years? Or just one of those years? 15, he was an all-star. I think I might know who it is. Continue. He had a 306, 374, and 302 ERA. Oh, no. Not who I thought it was. This one is, uh, this is literally, like I said, we're playing a fun little game called I Want to Win in Three Years. Shelby Miller. Oh, my God, Tyler. Shelby Miller was. You did not put Shelby Miller on this fucking list. Lights out. Lights out. And I don't know what the fuck happened because he's, like I said, he's fucking atrocious now. But the man was lights out to start his career, and we're playing a fun little game called We Want to Win in Three Years. What pick was that? I don't know. I'm kind of disgusted by you right now. Again, we're Shelby playing Miller f- didn't even make my list. Again, we're playing a fun little game called I Need to Win in Three Years. And his, if we're going off primes, fucking great. After that, you trade him away like the Cardinals did, and it's a perfect situation. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Again, what pick is that? As long as you trade him away. 24? 23. Because everyone knows the Chicago White Sox were in a win-now mode in 2012. 2009. Uh, Oh, first year was 12. (laughs) I mean, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If I'm going to pick Muncie for his last two years and you pick Miller for his first three, that's fair. Absolutely, but goddamn, if you if you hold on to him after twenty, no, you're a fucking idiot. You should be fired you're as fucking a general idiot. manager, Tyler. Fucking idiot. He's like one of the worst pitchers in baseball the last four years. Yep, that's why I was so disgusted. That's why I just wrote him off as soon as I saw his name. I was like Shelby Miller. That's what I'm saying. He's terrible now, but we do go to time. How machine? about the Arizona Diamondbacks selecting Dansby Swanson first overall, and then trading him for Shelby Miller? Did they really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they trade right after they picked him first overall. They traded him for Shelby Miller. Wow, <laughs> Shelby Miller had a three point zero two ERA and a six and seventeen win loss record. <laughs> three hundred two made an All Star team and led the league in losses. And that's how you know that MLB writers are still out of touch. At least in twenty fifteen, he didn't get a single Cy Young vote that year. Threw over two hundred innings, two hundred and five low three ERA. Led the leagues in games started and had a three ERA. Flat out. Didn't even get a 10th place vote because they looked at that win-loss record. Yep. And Six and 17. That's brutal. That was a fucking omen for the few, the rest of his career. <laughs> and this is all downhill from there. He just got fucking fed up. He's like, if I pitch good, we still fucking lose. Maybe if I pitch bad, we'll win. All right, next on my list was Brian Dozier, but he's obviously been selected all, already. So I'm going to go with a guy who I feel like falls under the radar as like a sneaky, solid outfielder. He's only been to one all-star game, but he's just consistent. He, like, I really like this pick, Ty. He's played for a few different teams. It's um, Corey Dickerson. Uh, mother. He was 18th on my list. So here's the thing. That is the one man who got drafted very late. And yeah. he absolutely would have been drafted already by me. I really liked him. I, he, I fucking, I never updated my big board with him on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a uh, never hit besides his rookie season. He's never hit below Oh, no, he did hit 245 one year. Besides that year, he's hit 280 or better every year. He's hit over 300 four times. Um, two times was in half a season. He's a one-time All-Star. He's a good fielder. He's got one goal glove. Um, when he stays healthy, you know, he's hit 24, 27 home runs, um, 60 to RBIs. He's just solid, forgotten about. He's not your best hitter. If he's your fourth best hitter, third best hitter, you're in great shape. Great shape. If you replace Justin Upton... 
with Corey Dickerson, Angels win the World Series. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that's a take. <laughs> Corey Dickerson drafted 24th overall, Ty. And we're only up to number um, 18 on my big board, so. Okay. But the next five have been selected by you, so. Who are you going up with next? <sighs> I've hit a wall. Okay. <laughs> There's not a lot of great talent left. So that was 24. So here's so he went to the Angels. So instead of Randall Gritchick, you got uh, Corey Dickerson. What are we at? 25. The Mike Trout pick. Okay. <laughs> For Mike Trout, I'm going to take one of his former teammates. Okay. We're going to go with a man who – wait, did you say Mike Trout pick? Yeah, 25th overall. This completely fucks up my, my – uh, whatever, I'm still doing it. If this man wasn't drafted by an angel, even though he – by the angels, even though he's still getting drafted by the angels, <laughs> could have had a great career. <laughs> However, the Angels like to hurt pitching arms. And we're going to draft Garrett Richards. Oh, that's not... I thought you were going to go with um, Heaney. No? Can you believe Heaney was drafted in this draft? I didn't even see him. He was drafted in the 24th round. He was drafted again in the 2012 MLB draft, but... That's fine. No, we're going with Garrett Richards. Because I think he had elite stuff and was just plagued with arm injury and then the broken ankle which nothing can happen about that but i think he's a guy who could have had a great career and still has a pretty decent career yeah he does he he the problem is is like yeah he's just like a what if dude you know he was really good in 2014 um good in 2015 not spectacular and he was doing good in his six games started in 2016-17 it's just yeah he's been hurt and, uh, yeah, he wouldn't have been drafted by me. He was on my board, but he was not in the top 30 because of that. That's what I'm saying. He's got the talent. He had the skill. Um, Real unfortunate. Because the dude has elite breaking ball and a fucking great fastball. He's ugly. He's a beautiful-looking human being. Do you really think he's beautiful? No. Because Riley's coworker thinks he's beautiful. Really? Yeah, and Riley, like, gags at it. Yeah, She's whatever. like, Jason, what does Garrett Richards look like? This is a while ago. Like. Ken Kent said he's attractive, like handsome, because Riley's gonna be shit for saying Buster Posey was handsome. Is that something worth getting shit for? Buster Posey, I think he's just baby face. I don't. Know. Maybe he reminds me of myself. But yeah, and it was like <laughs> Garrett Richards, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> I just mean Garrett Richards. He's had a couple of years where I mean, you look at 2014, two six ERA and 168 innings. Yeah. Um, three six and 207 right after that. Yeah. He's shown flashes of being so fucking good. And we're going to pretend that 25th pick wasn't also the Angels. <laughs> so what was my last pick? Dickerson. So Davis has been taken. Pollock's been taken. Belt's been taken. Kipnis has been taken. 23rd. I don't really like this guy. Like, he hasn't been good. He's just – he hasn't been terrible. He just hasn't been really good. He's just consistently been – you know, no, that's worth a pick. That's worth a pick. I'm going to pick him. Mike Leak, and I feel disgusting for picking him. Yeah, it kind of is disgusting. He was on my board, but I didn't want him there. He's just never been, like, great, but he's never been terrible. He's got a 405 ERA. He's an innings eater, bro. I bet you – I'm going to look up it now. Since 20 – we'll count 2011. 2010, he had 130 innings. So since 2011, Ty – oh, shit, I don't have the play index finder. Oh, they changed it. That's right. Stat head now. 
I don't know how to work this. Never mind. I guarantee he's probably <laughs> in like the top 10 to 15 in innings pitch since 2011. Um, look, since 2011, never less than 160 innings pitched. Since 2012, never less than 170 innings pitched. Um, he's the, never been – he's 469 is his worst. Never been better than 337. That, that's a great year for him. He's got one gold glove. He's just a pitcher. He's someone you throw fourth in your rotation or third or whatever, and he eats innings, and that's fine. Yeah. Maybe he's a quality starts machine. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a lot of Mike Leak. <laughs> I don't Maybe I don't he's just throwing six innings, three runs, and that looks bad on his ERA, but he's putting his team in positions to win. I mean, he does have 105 wins. Worth hey. noting. Hey, there you go. Playing for terrible teams. There you go. The Reds, the Giants, in an odd year, the Mariners. He'd be your second best pitcher on the Angels. Yeah. I'm surprised. This is a guy the Angels go after. 100%. <laughs> no, actually, no. They go after the guy who was used to be really good. This guy's too consistent for them. Yes. <laughs> like you nailed that one. For me, this man is also very consistent. He's just consistently mediocre. Who is it? He is going to put up a 750 to 800 okay. OPS. Before before you say it, can I just make a claim real quick? Yeah. Mike Leake's career is what Andrew Heaney's career is going to be. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. I don't like that one. I didn't want to say it yet in case you were picking Heaney. I'm not picking Heaney. 2015 to 2019. I guess one year he did it. He's just going to be a, a decent enough hitter. Um, Plays down there in San Diego. And that's Will Myers. Will Myers. Yep. He was coming up on my board too. Um. You look at it, he's never been great. I mean, he made an all-star team, and he still wasn't that good. He had, to, he had two good power years. 28 and 30 home runs. Um, um, rookie of the year. Yeah, he's just – he's a good hitter. Yeah, that's on – he's, you know, I think the mid-700s OPS is a decent enough one. Yeah. Um, well, most of his years, too, he was uh, – not even most. Never mind. He was pretty decent on base. Yeah. He's just yeah. He's a guy you throw. He's a good bat you want in your lineup, but he's definitely not someone like worth getting super excited about. You don't build your team around him. But uh, I do there. feel like he's one of the most overhyped players in the MLB. I don't yeah, know anymore. I, I think he had like a lot of hype around him, and I, I think people just kind of have accepted that he is what he is. Maybe if he's not on the Padres, he's better. That is kind of a place where hitters go to die. That is true. <laughs> I mean, any name me one good Padres hitter besides can't Tony Gwynn. I can't do it. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, but can't do besides it. Adrian Gonzalez and Tony Gwynn, <laughs> I mean, fuck. Look at Eric Hosmer's numbers once he got to Seattle, dude. He just fell off a cliff. Was Luis Gonzalez? If we're going back a little bit. He was on the Diamondbacks. I don't know another one then. The Very similar to him then. Adrian Gonzalez. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Eric Hosmer is a good pick there. That's twenty-seven. Yeah. I had sure. Eric Hosmer at number 25 on my list. Okay. Right ahead of him, though, I had a guy who – does he not play baseball anymore? His name wasn't bold when I searched him. <laughs> Has he retired? <laughs> What's so funny? Who is it? Hold on. He's a free agent right now. Has he announced his retirement or something? Um. Anyways, I love his name, Ty. Okay. His name is Scudder. Scudder. <laughs> Scudder Jeanette. Um. I think he did retire. 
He played last year. That's all I know. Fell off a cliff. But let me tell you, his two great years, 2017, 2018, phenomenal. He hit like a combined 300, I'm sure. Oh, I could actually click him to see. Yeah, he hit a combined 303, 859 OPS, 50 home runs, 189 RBIs. Was a, de- a decently good hitter before that. His four years prior with the uh, Brewers, you know, he hit 263, 264, 289, 324. He was a career 286 hitter, even with his fall off of a cliff in 2019. Um, man, what a fall from grace. This guy hit 310. In 2018, 2018 tie, and he can't even get a job in 2020. Maybe some of that has to do with coronavirus. Maybe he would have been like a late spring training edition, whatever. Um, Maybe. He's just he's a solid career, 776. He's like Will Myers, you know, but I feel like he's got the batting average. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take 28th pick. If he was on the Dodgers, he'd be phenomenal. What, what pick was that? 28. So we're at 29 right so now? So we only got two more picks, yeah. <sighs> and I still got – I still have my 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, and 32. Sounds like you are also jumping around. Well, you're just picking people that weren't on yours. Yeah, that were lower. <laughs> I guess I'm going to take someone who – he's only played in the pros for four years. Okay. Um, Since 2016. But he's a pretty goddamn good hitter. He's got a career 827 OPS in those four years. He's got over a 10 war in four years, which is decent. I don't know who this is. Well, Mitch Hanniger. Oh, okay. I had Hanniger 26th, so he would have been next. Yeah, Mitch Hanniger, he's a decent bat. He hasn't been in the league as long as some of the other guys that were drafted alongside him, but he's only 28. Yeah, he was young. He was drafted young. I saw that, too, when I saw him. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm cool with it. Well, I mean, he was redrafted in 2012, yeah. but we already established our rules. If he was drafted in the first round, he would have signed. Um, he did have he did fall off in 2019, but he was hurt, so let's not hold that against him. But Yeah. 2017, 2018, he was great. Hopefully, he doesn't have a Scooter Jeanette fall off. That'd be tough. So, the last pick, Ty. I realized the Dodgers didn't have a pick in this year's draft. Oh, wait. Why is there 32 picks in the first round? There's 30 MLB teams, right? I'm not tripping. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Okay, well, let's just go to 32 then. And the since Angels there was had back-to-back compensation picks. That's why. Um, the Nationals had 10th and 1st. Okay, let's just go to 32 then, since there was 32 picks in real life. Okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, so, Hanniger, 29th. The 30, 30th overall pick in the 2009 redraft. I'm going to go with a guy, another reliever. Again, feel kind of naughty going with the reliever in the first round here. Um, I know... I only know him. I'm be honest. I would not know him if it wasn't for MLB The Show. Okay. And he's still even overlooked in MLB The Show. He's only a silver, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's a gold now. I don't know. He was a silver last year. And that's Taylor Rogers on the Minnesota Twins. Filthy left-handed reliever. Dude, he's overlooked. He's only been in the league since 2016. Okay, so he had a 3.96 ERA his first year. Not great. Then he went down to 3.07 his next year. 2.63 his next year. 261 last year he's consistently getting better he's never been terrible uh 61 innings 55 innings 68 innings 69 innings um he didn't become the closer till last year he had 30 saves last year uh he's got a uh 9.8 strikeouts per nine doesn't allow a home like any home run 0.8 home runs per nine um it's just a solid pitcher 1.125 whip he had a 0.951 and a one even the last two years um 
he's just a solid lefty reliever, man. And I feel like he could be an Andrew Miller guy where he just has like that one prime year, two prime years where he's just like unhittable. I could see that out of Taylor Rogers. And I'm, you know, he was drafted in the 37th round this year and then the 11th round 2012. But, um, I would take him here. He's a solid, really good reliever. He's someone I would want in the Dodgers bullpen for sure. Yeah. I don't hate that. I, I just don't fucking pay attention to that kind of shit. So, uh, <laughs> I have nothing to go off of. Okay. He is great in MLB the show. That's what caught my eye when I saw him. I was like, Taylor Rogers. Like, isn't he pretty decent? So, with this next pick here, Jay, my final pick, mm-hmm. we're going to choose a man who, probably not an everyday guy. Okay. He's shown ability to help a team win. Okay. He's one hell of a utility player. You dick. We're going to take Kike Hernandez. You dick. I was going to pick him 32nd for Riley, you dick. Enrique Hernandez has a career, I want to say, nine war? 9.3 war. Great fielder. Great fielder, great utility guy. Um, if he got enough reps at one position, and I'm not just saying this for hometown bias, he would be a cold glover, 100%. Uh, okay. I want you to look up a Kike Hernandez defensive pilot real tie. Okay. Always makes just jaw-dropping uh, plays. And you you look in like 2018, he had 462 at-bats, had an 800 uh, on P- OPS. OPS. Yeah, he, had, he was really good in 2018. Um, he's really good against lefties, pretty bad against righties. The weird thing about Kike – as as someone who watches $150 games a year and sees him so many times, when he's hot, he's fucking hot, dude. Like, he torches planet Earth when he's on fire. But when he's fucking cold, like, he can't hit, dude. He doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't. He just, I don't know what it is. I th- he's kind of got that high launch angle swing. And and when he hits a home run, too, when he connects, dude, it's a thing of beauty. He's just got a beautiful home run swing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, great utility guy. I like to pick Ty. I would have yeah. picked him 32nd. This is a great team guy. Did but you, who are you picking 32nd? There's a lot of options. I'm going to go through all my honorable mentions, Ty, that were on my list. Yeah, throw up some guys I had. One guy, just like Kike, very similar player, but I'm not going with Brock Holt. Yep, he was also on mine. He, I, believe it or not, 33rd. <laughs> He's 36th on mine. Um, I'm going to go with a national hero, Ty. A national hero. This guy deserves the presidential medal of honor, freedom, whatever it's called. I don't know. But he deserves it. He's got a career 4.02 ERA. So he's another guy who throughout his career has just been kind of mediocre. Never really been insane. He has had some really bad years, though. Um, Never really been insane. But he's been mediocre. Uh, And he revealed the greatest cheating scandal in MLB history. Second greatest. I don't think it's the best. <laughs> I the was greatest. very confused, and now I'm back. And that's Mike Fires. Yeah. Um. Also, also, um. Great facial hair. <laughs> also, in legal tr- trouble for sexual things with minors, Jay. So glad you did your research <laughs> on your guys. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> Mike Finer- Fires has now been canceled and has been unselected. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> he does you not- ever seen the movie Draft Day? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well, they, like, go to to get this quarterback, and apparently the reason they didn't draft him is because no one showed up at his birthday party. (laughs) And they're like, oh, he's not a good team guy. You didn't look at the team guy part of it. I I didn't know he... Allegedly. But, no, 100% sure that is the thing. Him messaging minors. I called him a national hero. You did. (laughs) And I was very confused who you're talking about. I'm going to go with Jan Gomes. Yep, great. 
Jan Gomes, great catcher. Um, he's had a few really good years and then just kind of been mediocre other years. He's one-time Silver Slugger, one-time All-Star. I'll pick him 32nd overall. 18th overall war from this draft. Yeah, he's good defensively. Yeah. Jan Gomes. Not Mike Fires. Name me your honorable mentions, Ty. Who so, else you got on your list that didn't get picked? We had some uh, Brock Holt. We okay. had yeah, Steven Matz. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chase Anderson. Didn't have him on my list. Um, we didn't take Gritchick, but he has probably had a just decent... missed him. Gritchick, yeah, he was coming up next soon. Um, decent career. Um, Gritchick thirty third. Jake Marisnik was up there, but I don't really. It's kind of whatever. I had him um. Forty second. Yeah, and I don't know who else. I got a lot. You want me to just rattle them off? And also, um, Tyler Skaggs. A lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. All right, some some other guys. Um, I didn't I didn't have Tyler Skaggs on my list. Um, hmm. I don't want to have to make any bleeps. Uh, <laughs> Mike Fires, uh, he's canceled. He's off the list. Yeah, you gotta gotta get rid of him. Um, AJ Ramos, great reliever in his prime. Okay. Stephen Piscotti. Piscotti. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had some decent years. Not great, but decent years. Um, he's on the Cardinals. Okay. Probably came up clutch in the playoffs against the Dodgers. That's probably why he's on there. Yeah, he's he's yeah, two sixty five hitter, seven eighty three OPS. Uh. Randall Gritchick, you already said. Miles Mikolas, who is someone who has just recently been really good. Um, kind of like Max Muncy. I guess if I pick Muncy so high, I maybe should have picked Mikolas so high. <laughs> but Mikolas didn't follow up his really good 2018 with a as good 2019. That's why I kept him off the board. Andrew Heaney, 35th. Career 4.5 ERA guy. Jake Lamb, 37th. Really good defensive player. Decent Jake bat. Jake Lamb, who's an all-star. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly, 38th. Um he was in, he was huge in the Red Sox World Series push. So even though he sucks now, getting paid. Yeah, he is. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Shane Green, thirty ninth, good reliever. Luke Voigt, fortieth, a guy who's been really oh. good in his short stints, but hasn't really gotten a chance. Yeah, I didn't see him. Um, a guy who's been drafted three times, rookie this season. Actually, can you believe that he was drafted for the first time? Two thousand nine was a rookie this year at twenty eight years old. Mike Yastrzemski. Holy shit! On the Giants, hit two seventy two with an eight fifty two OPS, twenty one home runs. That's crazy. Um, Jake Marisnik, Tucker Barnhart, catcher for the Reds, Matt Adams. Yep. Adam great, Warren. Great history with Matt Adams. Adam Warren. Just one of the greatest reliever. baseball pictures. Uh, ever. Brian Goodwin. Shout out to your angels. Yes. Michael A. Taylor. Fantastic player. And to wrap it all off, 48, Justin Bohr. Hey, he's favorite player. It. He's killing it overseas. Was he in the, is he in the KBO? Yeah. He's in the Korean league hitting bombs. I can't believe dude. When we went to that Angels-Dodgers game, you fucking hate Justin Bourne. He was the one that hit the pretty much game-winning home run. Yes, he did. He hit eight home runs last year, 26 RBIs. He got one home run and three of those RBIs. And I said it. Do you remember me saying it? You did. It? You did say it. I said, this motherfucker's going to hit a home run. Yeah. And Ken Samaya just threw him a hanging out fucking middle out fucking. Shohei also hit a home run that game. Yeah, he? he did. Yeah. But his home run was like, it made it 1-0, so it was like, okay, whatever. But no, then Justin Bourne was the, was the big key home run. Yeah. Also, us literally leaving. I think it was like 12, being over 12 with runners in scoring position <laughs> or leaving. We left a shit ton of runners on base. I mean, which game? 
You lost all of them. Did we? Yeah, you guys got swept this year. Oh, shit. Did we really? Don't forget that. That's how much I don't care about the Angels. I don't, forget. Don't forget that. I thought I knew you guys won the series. I didn't remember you swept us. Yep. Damn, that sucks for us. You guys didn't win a single game against us this year. Five, we were a garbage team. Was it June 10th or 11th? Great question. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> that's right, because after you guys beat us a second time, that's when you literally like fell off a cliff. Yep. It wasn't June 10th. Was that that? End of our season. Oh, June 10th was the game we blew a lead, fucking Joe Kelly. We had like a stupid-ass play, I remember. It was like a stupid air. Okay, so yeah, we left. Uh, was, let's see. Where's the runners left on base? 15 left on base. Two for 13 runners in scoring position. Goddamn. Meanwhile, you guys only left six on base, but you hit it when you needed to. Yep. Yeah, it was stupid, too. You guys had six fucking hits. We had 12. This was the definition <laughs> of an MLB The Show game, Ty. You guys scored five <laughs> runs in the first inning. Kenta calmed down through a shutout. You know, our team shut you out the rest of the game. And the Dodgers just couldn't fucking couldn't do it, dude. It's real tough. Yeah, and that was also when Corey Seager got hurt. So it was an equally bad game because Corey Seager had a great game, three for four. He was really starting to hit good again, coming back, you know. And then he was going to score on a just – I think it was a Justin Turner single. Or no, it was a Verdugo single. And he remember he pulled up at third with the hammy? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And this was also the game where – yeah, Chris Taylor did terrible, and that's when I started hating him. But then Chris Taylor actually started doing really good at that. No, Austin Barnes did something really stupid in this game. Really stupid. I'm sure he did. Oh, I think you're right, it? but I just don't remember. Or was that just the game where he was like 0 for 4 and people were on base every single fucking time? Well, that too. It was him and Chris Taylor that ruined it because yeah. they hit back-to-back. Well, the Kige was in between. He didn't do good either. Um, no, he did something really stupid where like – that's what it was. It was a runner on first, a runner in scoring position, one out. I think it was a runner on third. And he watched strike three, like right down the middle. And I was pissed. I was like, you have a runner in fucking scoring position. You guys weren't playing infield in because I think you said like a two-run lead at the time. And he just took strike three, Who? like right down the middle. Do you remember who's pitching? No, but I was pissed. Because it couldn't have been anyone good. Um, Either Felix Pena, Cam DeBrosian. I think it was Pena. Justin Anderson, you guys literally didn't even have a fucking starter that game. You started Cam Bedrosian. Opener, baby. Bedrosian. I can't even say his name. His dad played baseball. Bedrosian? Bedrosian. Bedrosian? I like Bedrosian better. Cam Bedrosian. All right, so so to recap before we send off the listeners, 2009 MLB redraft. Yep. Stacked in the top five. Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Steven Strasburg, J.D. Martinez. And then we move into the next – I'll say 10 picks is like the solid, can be the second best guy on a World Series team. Carpenter, LeMahieu, Keuchel, Dozier, Corbin. <laughs> 42 home runs one year. And then we move into like the the solid guys. Uh, Kipnis, Seager, Stroman, Muncie, Davis. Paxton's probably in there. Belt's probably in there. Then we start getting to the more mediocre guys. Not mediocre. They've still been good MLP players. I mean, they got, they're in the first round of this redraft, but... Uh, Belt, Miner, Hamilton, Wheeler, Pollock, Giles, Shelby Miller. <laughs> Three Co- great years. All-star. Corey Dickerson, Garrett Richards, Mike Leak. Why did I write Eric Hosmer? Because we were talking Will about Myers? Eric Hosmer. Yeah, Will Myers. Will Myers, Scooter Jeanette, Mitch Hanniger, Taylor Rogers, Kike Hernandez, Jan Gomes. It's not bad. 
Now, what's really upsetting, as we go back and look, yeah, Strasburg, Miner, Pollock, Miller, and Trout were all drafted in the first round. Yep, of the real life draft. Um, everyone else was drafted later. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, have Pollock exactly. was uh, not Pollock. Paxton was supplemental first round. If that means anything to you. Other notable selections. Here we go. So this year there is five rounds of the MLB draft. <laughs> yeah. So we look, um, Dallas Keuchel was a seventh round pick. Paul Goldschmidt was an eighth. Brian Dozier was an eighth. Brock Holt. Jan Gomes was a tenth round pick. Matt Carpenter, 13. Mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez, 20th. Yeah. Um, these are just naming the guys we drafted to. Scooter Jeanette, 16th. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, these are guys that we drafted. Marcus Stroman, 18th. Who are all so low down here. And we only get five rounds of people where literally a top five guy from this year, J.D. Martinez, 20th round pick. Yeah. Corey Dickerson, 29th. Mike Duzino, 29th. Mitch Hanniger, 31st. Yeah. Max Muncy, 41st. That sucks. Chris Davis was a seventh. And so. And granted, not everyone. A lot of people are, that are selected late in the draft do, like, they don't nope. sign. They go to college. But still, it does it does suck. Um, but don't worry, Jay. Joe Kelly was drafted in the third round. You still got him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it sucks though yeah it'll hopefully move i think it's gonna maybe change i don't know it doesn't really matter because mlb is trying to freaking get rid of minor league baseball which is just absurd but that's a that's a topic for another day yep great year though plenty of good ball players a couple world series winners yep and the greatest second greatest of all time behind barry bonds yes <laughs> love it All right. You got anything else? I don't. It was a good pod. Uh, Be a good friend, everybody. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 